and welcome to the Saladcast on Wednesday, the 29th of September, 2010. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Hello. Robert Kemp. Good evening. And a special guest who I will let Rob introduce. Eddie Nye. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello. And welcome to uh, your only our second ever guest, I think. And the first one didn't really work so well because of microphone problems. <laughs> okay. And because we have terrible hosts. That's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I seem to remember when Ho was on the podcast, we pretty much ignored her. I, yeah. She was there. She did get a section of what have you been playing and then had to leave. And then I forgot to turn off the uh, announcements, so it was like, oh, left channel. Oh, yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. Did it? I think, I think it, it did. did. I think I can't remember. Anyway, doesn't matter. So <laughs> moving on, we'll make better use of this because he uh, has uh, considerably more valuable information to give. And no, I don't mean that in a disrespect, but it's new technology. Yes. Ooh, new I have technology. the PlayStation Move. Ah, exciting. Uh, so yes. we'll move straight on to you then. So you've been playing with the Move, have you? Yes, I've been playing the... sports champion. Yeah, Eric I've been pretty addicted <laughs> to the table tennis on that. Yeah, basically, <laughs> Rockstar table tennis can kick its ass. I mean, kiss its ass. <laughs> way round. Oh, it's better than that. Very much so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is it better just because of the controls, or just actually generally uh, a better game? I think it's generally a better game because you can use the controls to. It's got depth perception. Right. And you can spin the ball as hard as you hit the ball. As it says depth possession, the game actually does force you to lean into the table at times. For instance, if they play a short shot, you actually have to go for it like by diving forward, which is oh. uh, pretty cool. <laughs> or if the shot goes wildly off the table, you actually have to lean down and reach for it, which is... Yeah, uh, yeah it's, re- it's really very impressive. It yeah. takes the whole Wii stuff to... Yeah, it, it yeah wipes it the floor of it. Yeah, the the, the, right. the the Wii is the Wii is done. As, as long as Sony think... makes some, well, as long as Sony make a good content, yeah. which is what Sony are always rubbish at. Let's be That's honest. That's trouble. Yeah. You say that, but they they've been pretty good at uh, helping developers make really good content. That's so, true. They're yes. better at enabling like third parties. Like yeah. their first party stuff is. Like, because yeah. that's the advantage with the Wii, I suppose, that the first party stuff is really good, and often the third party stuff isn't quite yeah. there. But um, if this, There's if they can few examples get of decent third party things, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, uh, they did really well with Uncharted too. Yeah, I'm going to get onto that. I've been playing that, but um, so because it strikes me that table tennis, of all sports, or if you could, you know, or whatever, that would be the most sort of one to one, really, of things you can do because you can literally play yeah. table tennis in a living room if you want, if you have a, yeah. you know, the motions could be almost identical to the actual motions and even the forces involved because you don't need to. And know, depending to how you hold the uh, the move remote, it's it gives you a lot of uh, different options of hitting the ball. Right. It's it's like the, angle, to, the angle of the bat is yeah. important. It's not just have, making the swing. Yeah. Okay, we need to not spin. like uh, Wii Tennis where you just hold it one way and just hit it. You, ha- you can tilt your uh, Wiimote at like 360 degrees and you can see the uh, paddle move 360 degrees. 
Yeah, let's be honest. Let's put it in, in this in the context. If you in in Wii tennis, um, do you remember? Right. It basically only picked up and only pretty much made a guess as to whether you were doing a forehand or a backhand shot um, or a smash. Right. They were the only three things you did, and they were fairly. You didn't get control of those shots beyond that. And the problem with that was, is it would detect your wind up for a backhand as a forehand, for instance. Um, right. So often your character would play the wrong shot because it's natural for you to think you have to, you know, pull your arm back before you swing. And unfortunately, right, yeah. it detected that as your swing, um, which meant that it ended up being a point it forward and waggle it when you want to do something game rather than an actual simulation. Um, yeah. Move gets around that because it knows exactly where you're holding it. So when you play a backhand, it's actually a backhand. It knows that you're attempting that because of the position of the bat relative to the screen. So it's much more proper motion controls rather than a certain motion is a button, sort of. Oh, definitely, yeah. Right. Well, it's not like they were really trying on on Wii Tennis, though, because that was, like, the simplest, you know, earliest game. It's like if we played a proper Wii Tennis game, like a virtual tennis or something... Maybe it would have been. Maybe they would have utilised it a bit better. Like Mario, yeah, Mario Tennis, and it was really difficult because you had to use two controllers. You had to use the uh, nunchuck as well. Oh, of course, I hadn't thought about that because you have movements in Mario Tennis Wii, isn't it? Yeah, and then you had a Virtua Tennis and the EA uh, Tennis one, and Mm. they were really awkward as well because you just had to wiggle it about until they moved. Yeah. I suppose, yeah, you're, you're, you've got a problem there with the, um, the physical cable between the nunchuck and the, uh, and the yeah. remote there because uh, you do really need, on a tennis game like Mario Tennis, you do need to be able to move your character around. You know, compared to table tennis where you, you're not moving very far to place your shots in tennis, you have to move quite far, don't you? So and you need, like, there's a, a nunchuck, stick. isn't there, for move? So there is a nunchucky thing. There is, yeah. is but it's completely wireless. Yeah, that's what I thought. Conne- you don't have to connect it. Yes, and the great thing about move, and the great thing about move is there are no batteries. Yeah, holy oh, crap, that that's awesome. Well, battery packs, you know, it's rechargeable like the controllers. Yeah, I see. I mean, so it's my biggest. So it, it runs my biggest gripe with having to buy the entire thing again when it when it when the battery pack eventually gives up. Well, to be honest, the, the PlayStation yeah, controllers the PlayStation I've had haven't yeah. died, and they they still perform. I've had them that much though, really. Four years now. I don't know. The PlayStation gets used whenever whenever I watch videos or stuff. The PlayStation does get used fairly regularly. I've but... only got the PlayStation, and I've been using the controls for like four years, and they haven't died. Which is yeah, something of you're... an achievement compared to the Xbox ones, which my one barely lasts now. I mean, I, I we generally use it plugged in, don't we, all the time? Because it's was that an official battery pack? Yeah, that was the official play and charge kit, and that started to go after about a year and a bit. Hmm. Well, at least with the Xbox ones, you can replace them and not replace the entire controller. But, I mean, if yeah, they're good true, enough, then there's no real trouble. Yeah, if, if they're made well enough, then there's no need. Yeah. So, and, is uh, that the so extra... far, PlayStation is doing that. And you can always the plug them in thing. anyway with a really long USB cable if you fancy it. Oh, that's true. But, uh, I mean, are you running out of USB ports for charging things at this rate? Um, yeah, because yeah, the PlayStation only has two, doesn't it? Huh? Actual USB ports. Yeah, it's only USB got the two, two on the front, which is... Well, if you get the original one, there was four, but... Mine's an original. Oh, wait, you mean the original original, the, original, the very first yeah. one with all the PS2 gubbins yeah. in it? Oh, okay. PS2 support, yeah. Hardware PS2 emulation. Why did they take out USB ports? Cause they, because they're cheap too, and amazingly useful. No, it's too expensive to For a implement. USB port, really? 
Yeah, that does yeah. seem surprising. The hardware that was more expensive than the selling thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, they were lost leader to begin with, and then they took yeah. away some things, but it was... Yeah, USB port strike is a weird one. I understand the PS2 emulation because that's, you know, chipset and board space and things like that. But a USB 2? Really? I mean, the Xbox well, get you, don't, you never need has, four. You don't has need three. Oh, I it? don't know. I, 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 when both of my controllers have died and, I'm, and the Play TV is plugged in, immediately I need another yeah, one. Yeah, but you can uh, get a split. Yeah, you, I suppose you could get a hub. I mean, I've got a rock band uh, yeah. thing and it's got two and it just splits it. Yeah, I suppose so. But, you know, it just makes me strike, you know. I, I always thought three on the Xbox wasn't enough. And so, you know, two is a bit of a... I mean, how many especially... uh, USB 2 ports do you get on your on your new motherboards, guys? Like, I've like got eight, eight or ten? Yeah. <laughs> eight. I, I've got eight on my computer. So yeah, it's on the back and two on the front. Yeah, a lot of things to plug into your computer. True, yeah, because you have That's keyboard true. and mouse. But I'm just saying it shouldn't cost any more, I don't think, just to add the uh, ports. True. It's probably just a trouble with the case design or something when they slimmed it down. They probably ran out of room or something. Yeah. Or, although they didn't slim down your one, did Because you've got in between the um, PS2-capable ones and the slim ones, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I've got the, basically the last of the fats. You know, I've, I've, seen the, I've seen the slim ones, and then... I don't know. I, I, They're I ugly. Look, I really I don't actually. I don't those, like yeah. the look of the the slims because the bit that annoys me most is what how they replace the touch buttons with actual buttons that just look no, really out of place. Yeah. It's not true. My friend's got it, and it, you don't, it, it's still touch. Oh, they've made them touch again. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because the initial slim had physical buttons yeah. that were sort it of did, circled yeah. out from the shine yeah, rather well. than the shiny tray. Because well, Xbox went the other way, didn't it? Because yeah. the new Xbox, as it's called. <laughs> or just yeah. Anyway, that has a. Does it have buttons, a name, or is it the S or Slim? No, or no, it doesn't. Or... It's just called the new Xbox well, 360. New Xbox. Yeah. Lame. Which, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's a bit annoying, but uh, I suppose it won't matter in the long run. I suppose they're trying not to confuse people by thinking it's a completely different format, and uh, yeah, I guess by not so. giving or maybe it another it's, name. Maybe but... it's Xbox HD. <laughs> yeah. But, well, I, mean, I wonder if they're worried about the Nintendo scenario where they have the DS, the DSi, and the 3DS. And the... Well, they are bringing out a new uh, Wiimote. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. There's the, the Wiimote Plus, yeah. which has Motion Plus built in, oh, which yeah. they should have done from the start. Yeah. Well, no, because, I don't know, it's fairly sensible. Well, people had old notes, but they should have given you the option of buying it straight away as well as the addition, you know. Mm. Yeah, that's probably true. It, it, it's probably it's just said, an engineering thing that they... Well, it's like and when also they like, shocking uh, six-axis controllers, you know, DualShock 3s, when yeah. they came out rather than the, the shockless six-axis. They immediately replaced everything with it. Hmm. There was... Uh... Yeah, but that should never have happened. They, yeah, they should true. never have not been DualShock. I mean, I'm sorry, but that was an oversight. And they, I'm glad they fixed it, but they, yeah. you know... Well, the Nintendo thing reeks of a marketing ploy a little bit. Well, it is. It's like in, in Japan, like whenever they release a new thing, that tons of people are big Nintendo hardcore and they just buy it. Like they probably have like five DSs, some of those people, you know, there's a new <laughs> color and they want it, you know. So I think they deliberately stagger their releases of new like tech so that there's always something new Japan, in the shop, Nintendo even if it's something you already Apple. have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nintendo Apple do the same thing. Apple. I mean, well, there's, well, the, there's yeah. the new 25th. Uh, well, is it 25th? Well, there's a new anniversary yeah, DSi coming out for. Well, we're for, 25, for aren't we? 
And we were born oh, yeah. so, so and, and we're as old as Mario. Yeah, we're the same true. year. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> I saw that stupid advert they had on the front page of YouTube for a while. Where it's what like was that? There, there was advertising. I don't know what even it was advertising. It was just some like it's Mario's twenty fifth <laughs> well, birthday. Advertising worked well then. <laughs> yeah, apparently it was like, oh, it's Mario's twenty fifth birthday. But of course, it didn't say that at the start. It said it at the end, and it was like, here's just a bunch of random celebrities saying like vague things. It's like he has a moustache and stuff like that. <laughs> and it's like people plumber. you might not know who are who are Mario fans. Apparently, Adam Deck are Mario fans. <laughs> oh, oh, gee, Why I would... didn't get that from the uh, from the uh, ad campaign they they got paid to do a while back. Oh, oh, you, you're using the new Wii Fit, are you? Oh, fancy challenging us to a game of weigh my flab or something? I don't know. At least it's not Ian Wright. <laughs> Ian Wright, fat kids. Yeah, <laughs> I used to love those programs. <laughs> I don't know. So, Ed, you haven't got the um, wireless nunchuck for the PlayStation 3, which is what it's inevitably going to be called by yeah. everyone. I don't know what it's actually called. Uh, uh, the people well, clearly the sold move me remote. this uh, move. They said you don't actually need the nunchuck. You can right. use your uh, controller. You can hold the controller. Yeah, you can hold it with one hand. hand. Huh? Yeah. Surely no. that's a little awkward. <laughs> I suppose to it, demonstrate yeah. to me. If you find it's, it yeah, awkward... Then you, yeah, you have know. to pay more, don't it you? For the... A little bit. Because it's weight, you know, you've got this extra half that's just adding because... weight to twist on your wrist. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. It's like wrist strain. Yeah. But clearly, the move remote it. has to be called the move vote. <laughs> no, it's just a motion controller. Move vote. Move vote. Move vote. Boo earns. Just call it a moot. Another uh, <laughs> played earlier that <laughs> was really good was the uh, disc golf. Oh my god, the game. disc golf on on sports champions is hilarious. It's, it's is this all in one game then? This yeah, it's basically their yeah. equivalent of Wii Sports. Right, okay. just as long as it works better than yeah. monkey it's disc got, golf. Uh, it's got yes, it does. It's got <laughs> disc golf, which is basically throwing a frisbee at a pole with some chains on it. But it's so goddamn accurate that it just shows just how bad you are at it is the problem. Yeah. It's like, it picks up, like, the angle at which you throw the frisbee, so in order you get, like, curl and things. And if you throw it too aggressively, it just flops out in the air and yeah. stuff. And it's like, oh, fuck. And, you know, and it also tracks when you release the thing, which was my problem, because I kept releasing it too early and it going off at 90 degrees to the screen. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, is that a button to accurate. release, then? Do you re- yeah, release yeah, a yeah. trigger to release button. The- yeah, it's, right, it's okay. like grip, but it's like the uh, B button for the on the right, Wii yeah. remote. And then you have uh, the Gladiator Dual, where you uh, you can use two controllers or one controller. That but, was pretty cool, but yeah, definitely needs both two controllers. Yeah, two controllers right. is so much easier. Where you have right. one controller to hold the shield and the other controller to hold the sword is there a limit oh. to the number of motes that can be visible on screen like no. have they limited it to four, uh, four yeah. or is it or is there the well, weird, it's there's probably the weird seven device bluetooth limit isn't there uh, yeah probably because I know if I use the PlayStation firmware, remote, that identifies itself as slot One. seven. Yeah. Hmm. Which is odd. Yeah. Oh, well. 
You'd have to spend a lot of money to find that particular problem. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be like playing frickin' uh, what was that Final Fantasy game where you all had to have a game board that we actually played. Yeah, oh, that wasn't awesome, though. That that wasn't like you were buying new hardware. It's like you're, well, you're you were really because you buy a cable. Yeah, but the cables were really expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's because Nintendo, Nintendo were bastards. Bastards, just to yeah. make Rip off money. Well, it was convenient <laughs> for us because we all had Game Boys, so it wasn't too much of an issue for us. But... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why has no Although one done batteries that with became an issue then? <laughs> but no one's done that but with most DSs. of us had battery packs as well. No, they missed an opportunity there. The DSs would have been much better to make a... Oh, that's my phone. Uh, That's embarrassing. uh, That is... I told you to turn it off. I heard a text message earlier on, and I was like, I'll let that lie. And now it's like actual phone calls. Is that the professionalism that's on the show? Yeah. Yeah, serious. Like, turn off your phones, people. Sorry about that. Well, so we didn't miss the important announcements about pizza. But... (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> the important, yeah, podcast oh, interrupting pizza. Yeah, that's even better. Yeah, oh, I've, got, I've got, got one of those red telephones, except them. mine is to hut. <laughs> that's important. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, yeah, sorry about that. Anyway, anyway digress. Uh, there's what also the volleyball about? on the on the sports champion game. Volleyball. Yeah. Oh. How yeah, that different was interesting. That was that? that was one of the the less good ones because yeah. that that sort of. Um, it felt like tennis yeah it felt the Wii tennis like certain actions did certain moves that the game took out of your hands that it was more of a timing game however it was hard to get the motions confused let's put it that way which is good Hmm. and there was also uh, bowling that you didn't try out I haven't tried the bocce the bocce bowling so what's going on with this move thing because like I didn't even know it was out (laughs) yeah it came out uh, last week Last week. See, Last week. I've missed... Was there an advertising blitz? Because I this is no. confusing me. Because Nintendo, obviously, huge deal with the Wii. And then, and I can tell Microsoft are gearing up for a massive thing on the Connect this Christmas. Yeah. They're going to push it hard. Sony, well, what the fuck is this? The movie's out. Only, I had no so, idea. Yeah, Sony don't do uh, TV advertisements. They do internet no, advertisements. No, but they have done. They're, 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 they used to, yeah. Their PlayStation does everything campaign um, yeah. has been pretty good. But And with the occasion there. Or what is it? The, the stuff they did with the cutouts with yeah. the Little Big Planet and Uncharted and stuff. They were pretty cool. I mean, the most famous um, was the launch of PlayStation 2 years ago. Do you remember that mm-hmm. Welcome to the Third Place with the duck and all that weird? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that I like quite liked big... the Third Place ads. They were fucking weird, but that, and they, they had awesome, nothing to yeah. do with the PlayStation, but they were just they were just cool. Yeah, I mean, but you can't say they don't do TV adverts. They just seem to have lapsed no, this time. They if just they want to beat the Wii, they're, they're going to have to... Yeah, yeah. I admit, I'd, not, seen, uh, I'd, I'd seen reviews for the games come out. That was my indication yeah. that it was, had to be close. But maybe the same I didn't, I didn't actually know Christmas. it had been released. Yeah, maybe they are, they are Zach. Yeah, that might be right. Because, yeah, because been, they have uh, to target the casual audience for this. And to do that, you have to hit the... You know, it's, it can't be yeah. just people like us who find out about these things, you know, to because that's the success of the Wii, isn't it? It's in the so-called casual audience. So, I don't know. If they're trying to hit that market, then, um, yeah, it's weird. They're not doing anything anyway. for it. Well, well yeah, but stuff, yeah. I guess. Well, the Wii yeah. spread because, you know, as you say, it tackled the casual market. The hardcore people bought it, and then their mums liked it, and then their mums yeah. talked about it, and that's that's how that's the true. Wii has made it success. The ad campaign for Wii on launch, I thought, was pretty weak. And it's mm. uh, since then that they've realised, oh, actually, we're on to a massive winner here. Because Nintendo... Uh, 
are probably the one that's probably closer to this argument more than Sony. They until the Wii came about, Nintendo probably had the weakest ad campaigns of them all. That's probably um, true. Do you, do you remember any ads for the Cube? I remember the I launch did, I, ad, and that's it. I well, do that remember Cube the launch ad. Was that, that one, really, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that was actually was quite an awesome advert. Yeah, that was, a, that was an amazing ad. <laughs> it's pretty cool, but it wasn't everywhere, to, was it? I well, they know. also never really showed the full version of it. It was one of those ads where they started showing the shortened version very quickly. Yeah. Well, it was a the, the full ad is a minute long, so they had to start showing the thirty second ones because they're the normal slots. But I think I've seen some ads for the PlayStation Move, but not not as many as the Microsoft Games ones. Yeah, yeah, the games ones are everywhere, aren't they? Like yeah. um, the um, when the other thing that Microsoft seems to do well is that when a multi platform release comes out, they tend to grab it and basically the ad is for the game, but then they do that on Xbox swish yeah. at the end. And, uh, I think they did that thing. for F1 at the moment, don't they? Uh, the, the, the new Codemasters game, they've stolen it and basically said on Xbox at the end of the ad. Well, yeah, they, uh, that's selling really well as well, apparently. That is seems, it? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good because, you know, it's Codemasters racing game. You can't really go wrong. And there hasn't really been yeah, an F1 true. game that's been good since sort of Jeff Crammon was doing it back in the 90s, you know. With I don't know, some of the EA games haven't been bad. Yeah, I've been okay, but I think this is probably best since those days. And uh, yeah, it's selling really well, so uh, that's uh, good news. Although Microsoft then, got yeah. rip in trouble for uh, advertising Final Fantasy. Yeah, they did, didn't Final they? Because they actually yeah. used footage from the PlayStation yeah. version in the in the in the oh. Xbox ad. And oh, I don't know bad. how the, yeah. someone must have fucking taken a long time to look at that. And yeah, the, yeah, uh, and because uh, the only way you could have tell t- yeah. Could have told. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, could have found, could have seen really was would have been from the resolution difference. Yeah. That's the biggest. I'm tell. watching it on a very big screen. Uh, yeah, and on a massive screen on an HD feed. It's a. <laughs> that's incredibly pity. Well, I'm glad they do that thing. The advertising standards where it's like not actual gameplay, and then nowadays it's like all actual gameplay, which is really good. You know, I remember how that started though. Do you remember? Um, metropolis street race on the dreamcast yeah 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 the only reason this uh actual game footage not actual game footage thing came about was started because of msr because people actually thought the cars were driving around london and they thought oh that's dangerous so they got complaints so very quickly they had to put a notice on screen saying this is gameplay because it looks so um, real <laughs> Which it doesn't when you look back at it, but it's yeah, it was pretty uh, good for the time, to be fair. Yeah, I think it confused enough people because it was. I think it was the one of the first times a proper accurate representation of London was done. So yeah, it, I think was, it was. Wasn't yeah. that the getaway though? Oh, the getaway had, we had it on a that bigger later, scale, yeah. and that came a lot later. But um, yeah. MSR was probably okay. the first to do it, and um, yeah, with realism anyway. Yeah. But MSR was awesome. I still, I still hold that high in my charts. <laughs> Just needed to mention that again. Yeah, damn right. It's a bit of a Me classic. being a PS3 fanboy, I really want. Uh, I can't wait for Gran Turismo Five to come out. Oh, it seems like that's been like about how long it's has been that four been? Four years. It, four it was years. meant to come okay. out when the PS3 came out. Right, yeah. Well, they yeah, always say but, that. Just like Gran Turismo for the PSP was supposed to come out when the PSP came out. Now, how long has that been? That's been more. Than and it was four still years. a disappointment. No, about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. 
it had those holes, didn't it, between yeah. the polygons? Really <laughs> but that, anyway. that's, that's a classic PlayStation bug, though. And they've they, yeah. the PS3 actually apparently does suffer from that, but the resolution is high enough that you don't spot them quite so much. It's mm, it, it's there's some. It used to be called um, back when 3D cards were coming out of the the PC woodwork. It was called Perspex poly, Polys or perspective right. polygons, where it meant that the calculations were done correctly rather than the quick way they had to be done before. Um, and that was the reason. Unfortunately, PlayStation and Sony didn't fix that in the PS2, mm. and apparently they didn't fix that in PS3. It's just not noticeable anymore. Mm, interesting. Apparently. I'm not sure the last one is true about PS3, <laughs> but in PS2 it definitely wasn't fixed. Burnout was a good example for that because you could, if you drove slowly, you could see the textures yeah. near the bottom of the screen start to skew. All right. Have I just remember in Burnout Three the massive sparks on the PlayStation Two version compared to the Xbox. <laughs> they were like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were like, some benefits to that because you could see cars in the distance easier. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oncoming traffic. I had to sit quite close to the TV to be able to play Burnout in general. <laughs> Have you seen uh, the trailers for Gran Turismo 5? Uh, I've seen a few. I've, I've, I've seen, seen the early Turismo. ones, I haven't seen any recent ones. Uh, the recent ones, they look really, really good. Well, they looked good It anyway. always looks just slightly more photorealistic than any other, you know, game, like, yeah. that you've ever seen. Or I don't know, I suppose nowadays you've got sort of Crisis, which can do, with mods and stuff, can do yeah. a sort of almost photorealistic look, but... Um, Gran Turismo. I suppose it's because it's only having to render like cars. So I suppose as an object, that's relatively easy looking exactly real compared to like a person. Mm. But even so, it's very impressive. I've mentioned this before, though. My my take on Gran Turismo is that it looks good, but as a game, I've ne- I've always struggled with it. I, the problem was is that I was never massively impressed with the AI. Well, I suppose any racing game, it was hard to really judge that. The, the, the problem I have is that Forza blew it, blew the AI and the driving handling completely out of the water. It's Forza's well, physics have... modeling is beyond anything I've seen before. Even in Forza Two and Forza Three, they have Gran Turismo 5's concept games, so to speak, that they've released haven't matched that model in terms of the feel. And it's well, at least you know it doesn't. Something about Gran Turismo doesn't has never felt real to me. I don't know. To the same extent, whereas you know, when your car's going out of control in Forza, you, it, it feels like, oh yeah, I was being a bit of a spanner there, rather than, um, no, I, I'm not really sure what's happening. I, I, I understand what you mean. Like, it's the same thing about the AI in that game as well. The Gran Turismo AI was pretty much path movements, and you guys will know what I mean by that. They don't stray from <laughs> their lines, whereas the Forza guys would occasionally make mistakes because they were fighting each other, yeah. and that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. It seems to Although, me sometimes with like Gran Turismo. Like that, that they're going for this audience of like hardcore driving type, and for the model of the realism and all that, and just tracks and everything. But sometimes I think the people they're aiming for would probably play sort of sim games on a PC. You know yeah. what are they doing with a PS3? Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Am I? Yeah, I don't know because Forza seems like it struck the right level in terms of a console sim. You know, you still needed a, a wheel to get the most out of it. Oh, absolutely. Going- Going back to controller is weird because it makes the game infinitely easier, which is odd. Um, but but it just doesn't, you know. There's, there's no point in playing fours on a controller for me. It ruins it completely. Mm. Need the wheel. 
And the same will happen for Gran Turismo, which is partly why I'm probably not going to buy it, because I won't be happy with it unless I have a wheel, probably. Yeah. And I don't want another wheel. <laughs> I've got two. Oh, right, that's a good point, yeah. Do you have one, Ed, for playing um, Gran Turismo? Uh, no, not yet, not yet. I'll probably you consider get getting one? I would consider it. I'll see how it handles like, on the controller, because that's how I grew up with uh, Gran Turismo. I played it on the controller. Yeah, and but it was a it was a big thing back in the PS One days because oh, it made it analog control thing. have a point on the PlayStation. Yeah, it was a huge deal back in the day. I remember. Well, I remember playing the second one. I I never played the original. I imagine that was oh. fairly groundbreaking. Yeah, I, I played been... both. Well, the the graphical level of GT at the time was it was, was something top. else. Yeah, yeah, at the time there was nothing else that really no. came close to that level of realism, and that's not saying much back then. But it was still pretty good. And now they they've implemented a physics engine that calculates the damage you can cause to a car, like dents and. Ooh, what do you mean like dents? If they allow body you to. Parts and <laughs> like if you hit a car, you'll dent your car. Right. <laughs> yeah, which is new to Gran Turismo. And, I don't and think... if you hit a wing mirror, you'll snap off the wing mirror. Hooray! Because there were certain things that Forza haven't been allowed to do because yeah. of licensing. Like, um, no, wasn't it? MSR, they weren't allowed... Yeah, uh, Project Gotham. Just like a different game. They, they weren't allowed to u- take licensed cars off the ground. Yeah. Oh, that was right, yeah. jumping was considered a bit too dangerous for their image. Yeah, uh, so they so stuck they to the ground, so when San Francisco off, felt yeah. really strange. <laughs> yeah, because they fixed it in PGR, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, or was it PGR? I can't remember. Because uh, I original, had that, and I had to... I'm not sure if you yeah, could The original GTs had the problem of not being allowed damage as well, didn't they? they yeah, but yeah. you could always flip them, and yeah, nothing would happen. <laughs> the physics engine was okay, but you couldn't actually physically damage the yeah. cars, which was a bit odd. So has GT5 got proper damage or just cosmetic damage? Yeah, proper like, damage. You can turn it off. Handling. Right. You can turn it off for the uh, to play it in easy mode. You can turn it off so you can Never finish a race even though you crashed into it. Oh, you've always got to play games. racing games on super high damage because it's hilarious. Color of Cray 4. Who doesn't want to... Oh, yeah, definitely. Who doesn't want to crash a Skoda? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, guys, I think we better get on to a bit of... Uh... Um, a bit of hate possibly before pizza arrives and you're not unable to discuss it, Rob. <laughs> yes, so, okay. Well, I'll, 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 To be honest, yes, uh, I've been playing Halo Reach almost exclusively and uh, um, <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, I have, I have lots of mixed feelings about Halo Reach. It's like, overall, it's great. I mean, it does qualify for great status. Cool. But there are bits, as a Halo fan, that... Uh, irk me slightly. For okay. instance, big thing for me is the Halo storyline I've I've loved from start to finish. Even though they yeah. went a bit, they took some liberties. Let's say on the third one, um, but it's that's classic film ending. I guess they always sort of do some weird shit on the on the third of the trilogy. Um, Back to the Future Three excluded, but <laughs> that, that's awesome. Um, and uh, no, that was weird. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I liked them all. But anyway, mm. off topic. Um, the uh, yeah, I don't know the story in H- Halo Reach. Without giving too much away, um, there isn't any. It's <laughs> it's yeah. we know shit's going to happen. Shit happens. Um, <laughs> that's, that's pretty the much it. With prequels often, isn't it? It's like it's yeah, you know what's going to happen. So 
there's the, well, there's, it's, it's not even just that. There's no real... There's not much in the way of twists to the tale. I mean, there's one halfway through that's kind of cool. It's not unexpected, but it's... Um, it's presented well, let's put it that way. Okay. It's it's uh, The story of it is cool. But there's, there's very little of note. It's just, go here, do this. Go here, do this. Save some dudes. Did um, they not use our ingenious plan of having Master Chief be a package you had to get into space somehow? <laughs> well, I don't know. I've still got a couple missions to go. Presumably, the whole escape of the... Um, what was it? The Pillar of Autumn? Pillar of is Autumn, it? Or, yeah. That's, yeah. It. That's right. The, 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 the escape of the Pillar of Autumn will probably be covered but at the moment I don't know anything about it. It's leaving it kind of late. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, where, where is it going to be? Because from, like, the, well, isn't the on, idea the, like all the, the, all the spaceships about... got destroyed or whatever? Uh, sort of, yeah. But part of the game is about this uh, place called Sword Base, which, as far as I can tell, is the birthplace of some of the Spartan tech. Um, right. But it has importance, and the limited edition has the backstory for it in the box. Things like that, because you get Dr. Halsey, um, the creator of the uh, Spartan Project's notes, as one of the extras. And it's just, which is really quite cool, actually. It's quite a thick book. And uh, um, for limited edition swag, you get a lot in this one. Um, mm. The um, Yeah, so in the sword, she's there. So I can only imagine that Sword Base is actually the Spartan training facility or something like that. And I'm going back to it, so uh, as, as the mission I haven't done yet. Um, right. So I wonder if Master Chief gets involved at that stage, but well, well doesn't one of the we? one of the titles of the missions suggest that you're going to be destroying Sword Base? Yeah, presumably it's like destroy all the classified information by nuking the thing or something. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where it's going. But so far, the story's been fairly lack, um, mm. which is a shame. Um, gameplay itself is just as good as ever, let's be honest. It's it's Halo. doesn't need changing too much to be awesome. Puffing um, they chase all the buttons again to be extra confusing. <laughs> they, did, they had to do that, because if they, if they hadn't have moved the buttons, and I think I talked about this when we, when we did the beta, um, uh, if they hadn't have moved the buttons, certain controls would have been really difficult. Like, uh, the, the, uh, the armor abilities on left bumper is the best place for them to be, because if they... If it, like jetpacking, for instance, it's easy access to that button. So you there's can... still a button that I would like to be able to swap with another one. Personally, like there isn't the option, and uh, it's just because I have green thumb, which swaps the um, melee with the uh, zoom in. Zoom. But I suppose it doesn't matter whether you're green thumb or normal. I still think that you ought to be able to. Well, what, what am I thinking? Because at the moment I've got <laughs> so I, I I click in for for the punch right. And then, oh, that's right. And then I zoom in with the right bumper and I change grenades with B. I'd rather to be able to put change grenades on the bumper, really, and have zoom in really? with B. Yeah, but change grenades like... isn't something you need to do very often. It's something you and can if, do if... during downtime in cover. Whereas and punch and on... reload and, and, and jump. No, no, B is a perfect place for it because it's out of the way. Well, I think B is a... you wouldn't be able to zoom and aim. Oh, no, wait, I guess you'd have to hold it down. But it'd be kind of awkward to have to move your finger off to press B to go into zoom and then move back to A again. Yeah, no, wait, because you have southpaw as well, though, don't you? Cause you're, so you're moving off movement rather than moving off aim. No, I don't have southpaw anymore. I changed oh, no, the other way. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I always used to move my thumb off yeah, to zoom in. Perhaps I should change that. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I'm having trouble getting used to because I find that the bumpers are slightly awkward to have to press all the time, you know. 
So Kazooming you have to do all the time. And uh, it's fair enough for the armor ability, but um, I think of the face bumpers as more main uh, than the bumpers, personally. Perhaps they needed a bit more customization for people that can't get to grips with the controls to a point. But well, I mean, like, it's like, fine. Like yourself, but it's, yeah, I don't you, know, you know what I mean? It's like for people used to the Halo series, they have a certain way of doing it, and to change it now maybe is unreasonable. But I, I personally think it's all for the better. Mm. It's, the new layout is good, even on default. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've always played default on this, and it's, uh, yeah, it works. It, it is good. It's like, uh, yeah. Occasionally I push the bumpers thinking I'm reloading like, like you used to, but it's... Yeah, like in Halo um, 3, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's all right. It's good. Um, yeah, but my only concern with the gameplay is, is, there's, is there's, there's not a massive amount of variant, and this has been picked up in reviews in that there's no real epic set pieces that we've kind of been spoiled with by other games. Like, you know, Uncharted is basically one giant set piece. Yeah. It's, it's like a movie <laughs> yeah. in a game. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Uncharted fills that role brilliantly. It's uh, How it, many... How many Halos do you think they'll make before people get bored of it? This is the last. This, this is, is officially the last, the last one that Bungie will make. It. Well, that's the what they Bungie said about one, Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah but it's being... Yeah, and they're making a new Tomb Raider that's yeah. coming out. It's potentially I, I a, a reboot. Didn't that get bought or yeah. moved on to a different company, though, yeah. so, in Tomb Raider? So if like, yeah, it moves to a different company, would you still play it? Halo? Well, I don't know. Well, Halo it's Wars good, didn't then, really yes, capture the field, did it? But it sold. No, but so. that was that. It, that was an FPS, so I, I think yeah. they're going to have to. I don't know. FPSs I think Microsoft might let this one lie because it, it has been Bungie's baby, and no one else really knows it like they do. It's it's like Treyarch um, doing Infinity Ward games. You know, there's something not quite as good about them. Well, we don't know yet. I mean, they will. I think they will make more Halo games, but I don't think. But I think there will be a lull. I hope so, of at least two years before there's another one come out. But we, we shall see. But uh, anyway, we are focusing on this one. I think for the time being, yeah. The story, yeah. I didn't. I, from what I've seen, I, well, I think it's a bit. I quite like the kind of look of everything, but oh, for, for crying out loud! It's a pizza. <laughs> uh, yeah, time at Shea Kemp. But uh, um. I'll keep going. It's fine. Um, I, I think it's a bit of a missed opportunity to like have cooler characters in the in Noble Team. They don't seem. I mean, they're oh, they're all right. I mean, Kat George is pretty and, cool. Yeah, but they could have been cooler. I just think they could have been more. They could have been more, characterized more. They're they're, they're too yeah. soldier like. Is my problem with them? Yeah. You know, well, there's no look... there's not much of a personality between them apart from the cat, which just is just arrogant bitch woman. Mm. But it's a. Uh, and she has the most boring this... voice in the game, which is the, the irritating thing. It's like she's trying to sound angry all the time, but it's just... They make that not actually a very big deal, but it's supposedly quite a big deal at the start, where it's like, oh, you're replacing this guy, and the team is sort of vaguely annoyed at the, the fact that they're having to have a new person fill in this slot yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that, but that, then, that is like, a bit of a... It's a subtle then, undertone, that, because they start... You, you do different missions with different people throughout the game, and they sort of grow to like you. <laughs> yeah, but that's the problem. It's because, like... They literally grow to like you in basically like twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that at the start of the mission, like... they're like, "Girl," and then at the end of the mission, they're like, "Yeah, you're all right." <laughs> I mean, that's a cool story idea to have you like wonder what was the previous member and what did he do that was so cool. But in reality, it's like two lines of like, "Oh, you've got some big yeah. boots to fill," and then they forget about it. And it's like, what? There was a story there. You had the chance for a story. 
What have you done with it? <laughs> well, oh, well, maybe some of it is like exclusive to the novel because don't forget, Reach was originally a novel. That That's was, true. Uh, so, but that you know, shouldn't. It shouldn't Halo be slave to the novels, really, because well, the, no, the game but... should be the canon, really. I mean, I understand that that novel is canon, but I don't know. Yeah, you know, they're trying to stay true important. to that, maybe to a point. But I also expected more more Spartans, if I'm honest. I thought it would right. be like. The, the, the impression I got was like um, from some of the early shots was like, oh, holy crap, there's tons of them. They're all going to be going to war against elites and stuff. You know, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, the epic um, battleground or whatever. But no, really six did of you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's... That's it. There's like one team is there even, on reach. Is there even any sort of suggestion that there are more somewhere else on the planet? Or is it just... No, by the sounds of it, it, you're the only team on the, on reach. No. Uh-huh. That that's make, the impression you get again. Again, sense. it's not. It's never ex- exclusively said, but it sounds like you're the only Spartan team on Reach, which is odd considering if this is the the birthplace of Spartans, as I as I uh, as yeah. I predict, there aren't many of them. But maybe there weren't many of them in general. So you know. Yeah, but if they're so rare, then why aren't you guys like considered? Why aren't you, especially Noble Six, considered like super valuable and everything? I don't know. You just don't seem that special, like considering no. you're one of the very. Well, there is a bit. Of, there's a quote of text Spartans. at the start of the game where it's like they think that the assignment of a Spartan team to this job is uh, vast um, overuse of resources. You know that you're you're not supposed to be there anyway, kind of thing. Yeah, you'd think um, if there were six Spartans on the planet, then they'd distribute them as leaders among like the rank and file. You know, there'd be like one Spartan in a whole division. You know, just like the Master Chief, one yeah. on the ship. You know, that would make more sense than like all six of them in one team. And then yeah, it, it does seem a bit odd that there's a Spartan team, but maybe they all need to keep up with each other. So that's what. That's know. true. That's if a good he's point, leading yeah. soldiers, the Spartan will be going, "Come on, you bastards." Yeah, because they're a bit like the mobile infantry in, in Starship Troopers, the the, yeah. the book, not the not the film, yeah. <laughs> where they're in like powered armor and the, 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 yeah, and um, they're like walking tanks and they move really quickly and uh, it'd be pointless yeah. to have infantry with them, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, hmm. But back to the gameplay side of it. Yeah, gameplay. <laughs> it has a weird curve. The game starts out fucking difficult. I'll be honest, the first few missions are really damn tough. The problem is is that elites, the, the, the elites in the game, are super tough, and they're, they, they're, they get very clever on your own, like pretty much dodging every shot you fire at them. They're, mm. they're, they're sneaky bastards, and they're really hard, and they take a lot of shots to take down, even on heroic difficulty. In co-op, yeah. it's mitigated a bit because they don't have their bead on you all the time. They have someone else to take the heat off because, let's face it, the AI compatriots you have are rubbish at that. Um, mm. They don't really take much of the the, the fire. They they seem to be gunning for you most of the time, um, and it's a real problem because it, it makes the game very much very hard at the start. And then later on in the game, the elites seem to just seem to give way to larger numbers of brutes. Um, not because not for a story reason this today. time. No, and the brute most of the brutes don't have shields, um, so there's uh, that they're considerably easier to take down, uh, and so the game actually gets a bit easier. Around the halfway point, and mm. um, so it's a bit strange, but that doesn't mean that the, the the early missions are bad per se, but they're quite frustrating because it doesn't ease you in. Yeah, there ought to be a, a difficulty curve on heroic that is that that is relatively straight. I don't mind that. I mean, I don't mind that in legendary, like in Halo Two, that I don't mind if like that that they don't increase in difficulty and they're just all 
You know what I mean? Because Halo 2, the first level in Legendary, was virtually impossible, and apparently some of the other ones were relatively easy. But I didn't really mind that in Legendary, because that's like a challenge. It doesn't need a curve, does it? Because by the No, in, le- in Legendary, Legendary, that's fine, yeah. because you're only really but in heroic, it to be masochistic. Yeah, but, but in Heroic, you ought, you ought to start relatively easy and get harder. I mean, yeah, that's how especially for veterans, because I don't want to play normal, because normal is always too easy. Exactly. And uh, for Heroic to start out that hard is a bit of a shock. Mm. And uh, I don't know. It was, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty much my only gripe with the, the actual playing of the single-player game. Most, It's pretty solid, other than that. there's there's Occasionally it's a bit overwhelming in single-player, as in you don't know where shots are coming from, you die for random reasons, and yeah. the odds are really quite stacked against you at times. Uh, but for the last game in the Halo series, I expect that it's probably you know what they were going for. Um, yeah. So, but you know, it is frustrating to be killed and not know why. Uh, like something exploded somewhere that you couldn't see coming. You know, it, it it's fair enough, I suppose, but no less frustrating. I mean, imagine Perhaps if you could you're do playing with a, on like Iron, a... where where you can't respawn. And, you know, yeah. you're dead, you're dead. That's it. Mission over. You have to restart. And some of these missions take about an hour. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, to be killed by something you can't see could be quite irritating. Perhaps it could do with, even in single player, like a bit of a, you know, TF2 Call of Duty style zoom into what killed you thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like a, just a, in single player, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Makes more sense in single player. But Yeah, that'd be cool. I, hmm. as, as regards to the, I'll move on to the multiplayer um, okay. I don't want to talk too much about this yet if I'm honest because my opinions yeah. of it will undoubtedly change as I play more of it yeah. um, initial thoughts are incredibly well balanced I mean really really very good job at getting the, the you know even if you have like the heavy weapons you generally don't have an advantage right. um, it's, 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 it's your weapon choice is more out of preference than out of, and the same goes for the armor abilities it's more how you like to play more than anything is particularly better than anything else. Well, um, obviously there are a few exceptions, like the rocket launcher and the gravity hammer are obviously awesome. The concussion yeah. rifle isn't that good in multiplayer, actually, but in, in single player it's a right pain in the ass but to, to fight against, but in multiplayer it's not that great. Um, mm. The laser is the same thing, the sort of pulse gun or whatever it's called, but um, which is basically the replacement for the sentinel beam, but it's, yeah, uh, the thing's weird. I don't understand. It looks like the um, sniper rifle sniper from Halo rifle. 2, but it yeah. isn't. I thought there that is was no Covenant cooler. sniper rifle now, I don't think, yeah. or at least I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, some of the weapons are, I, I, I like. Uh, I don't know it's pretty much it's pretty much much of a muchness, really, isn't it? Halo yeah, weapons. yeah, it's, it's 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 fine. The changes aren't bad, really. The assault rifle's slightly powered up, which is nice. Yeah, um, that's nice. It's probably the nicest assault rifle there's yeah. ever been. And the pistol is super powerful again, which is nice. And yeah, that's uh, cool. I love that. Basically, yeah, the balance of the weapons is pretty much as perfect as you can get, um, as far as I'm concerned. I don't remember seeing anything much better other than TF's balance, obviously. But yeah, it's pretty solid. Um, the only thing I'm not so sure about so far is... <laughs> It we have no. I mean, and we're not entirely sure if, it, if it, this is true or not, but me and Zach, when we were playing the other day, noticed potentially some fairly severe network issues where it's like, oh, it looks like I'm winning. Oh, hang on, I've just suddenly lost, and I'm not entirely sure why. Okay. Kind of events, or like where beats don't connect, or where certain, uh, 
like even uneven scenarios don't end that evenly. It's a, uh, I don't know. There's it, some of it seems a bit weird and unexplainable, and I don't like that in multiplayer. That's you like to feel justified about your death, even if you know you, you, it's not so much a problem with dying. But yeah. you know, if if you're actually against better people and you feel like you're against better people, that's okay. Um, but in in some of the games, that's uh, it doesn't work like that, or it doesn't feel like that. And mm. oh, and there were some really retarded game types as well. Like who fought? Um, I mean, you can't get many blood, uh, many many game types that work on the Blood Gulch map, which makes its return. Um, yeah. called Hemorrhage now. And there aren't many game types that work on that. Uh, snipers just about works. So SWAT, with the uh, less than perfectly accurate um, battle rifle replacement, the DMR, is really, really rubbish. Well, that level should really only be played as a capture the flag map with vehicles, shouldn't it? That should be warthogs going in. Or, or a bomb game. They were okay. Yeah, all Halo the bomb. That was pretty cool. But you know, well, I mean... The problem I have with it is that although Blood Gulch is a classic, they should have... Valhalla from Halo 3 was a far better version of it. I mean, mm. you know, with with the rivers and the hills and the things, the level itself was much, much better. <laughs> the jump pads. Yeah. It was, it was like, like on hemorrhage, you just level. have to walk all the way to the middle. Although there are those jump pads up on the side. I never actually went over to those to see where those send you. Oh, yeah. No, I've never <laughs> gone there much either. Weird. It's because all the times we've played that level, it's been on SWAT. And obviously, if you're flying through the air, you're just going to get shot. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, so so far the game types are a bit strange. And some of the... Forge levels. Some of the maps they've included are made made using Forge, um, which is cool that you can now actually construct fully-fledged levels using Forge. Um, But they all have a certain look to them, like out of pieces and metal pieces at that, so they're all a bit cack-looking. And... um, and some of them, well, I don't know, some of them, the cage I didn't like at first, but I got used to, so now I don't mind so much. Um, but, yeah, they're just a bit weird. Like, they've remade Sanctuary from Halo 2 using Forge. All right. And um, while Sanctuary was one of my favourite levels on Halo 2, I hate it in Halo Reach. There's something wrong about it. Something about and the maybe proportions. It's, yeah, or maybe it's just the forginess. You can't really tell your way around so easy, you know. It's not oh, quite so recognisable. But, so it hasn't got the like landmarks of like certain textures yeah. or. But it is interesting. They could do a lot with Forge more than Halo Three could, and that's that's interesting. Yeah, well, it's obviously they liked it in Halo Three, and they thought, well, we will extend it. You know, just you go can't, all if, out. You, yeah. yeah, you can't counter it really as a negative, apart from the fact that if those maps come up and you don't want them to, that's the only trouble. No, it'll be interesting to see how the, how how else. more use, how, how user generated ones start filtering into the playlists, yeah. and. Uh, you know, based on popularity and bungee decision and things like that, those are those are usually interesting. But I'll I'll, I'll I want to talk more about that later on when when okay. when I've when I've done some more. Um, so I will relinquish my reach control. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll reach in then. <laughs> um, I played a little. I played a little when I was with you, and I have got it now. But um, I I I found that that. Firefight level I played with Zach was brilliant. I had a really good time. Oh, Firefight's been always been amazing though. A Firefight was great, I'm sure, in ODST, and but like it, it was really good fun. And um, what level was that? The one with the little bridge down at the bottom and the the valley. And it was the, like based on the first level or whatever. The yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. House thing. That was great. I mean, uh, I don't know how much you guys enjoyed playing that one inside the Covenant ship. Uh, that was a bit harder. 
Right. Yeah. I didn't it's like really it because I could space. use the grenade launcher nearly as easily. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which, Which is um, super cheap, but I just think that's well. a great way of playing Halo because it is really just um, that the, the classic quote about Halo is it was thirty seconds of fun repeated over and over and over, you know. And getting that thirty seconds right—that's what when the designer said after the first game came out was such a success. He just said, "Well, it's the elite and the grunts and maybe the jackals, but the elite and grunt fight." where there's one elite and a squad of grunts, that fight repeated, you know, we, we got that absolutely right with the grenades and the shields on the elite and the weapons, everything. We just made that 30 seconds perfect. And then we just, all we really needed to do is build a setting around it, you know, and then we had a whole game just from that 30 seconds of fun, you know. And that in Firefight is just that 30 seconds, you know. If you just want that now, you can just click a button and there it is. It's great. It's it's nice that they've made sort of different lengths of it as well now, rather than the epic version in ODST. Right. However, I'll take that. I'll I'll, I'll say that they've made some weird decisions with the online for that actually, because you you can do firefight matchmaking where it joins you with random people, but you play only one round, and yeah. the only competition is between the other players, which is odd considering it's a co-op game type, and so it doesn't feel like you should be tra- competing for the kills and things like that. It's a bit strange. Um, it's a bit odd. I mean, playing with. I mean, it works people, in the campaign, but in Firefight, it feels a bit odd. Yeah. Well, can you match make for campaign then? Um. Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure actually. Because I always think that like playing with random people is fine, you know, in Deathmatch or whatever, and when you're playing TF2 or something. But like when you're playing cooperatively with them, if you play with them for a long time, it starts to get a bit weird. Like if you're playing Left for Dead with a random person that you've never met for a whole, you know. A whole level or whatever, and no, it's very fifty-fifty seems... on that. Yeah, it seems a bit odd, and maybe that's what they were trying to avoid with that by making the firefight rounds short when you're matchmaking rather than having an. Because presumably you can play a whole lo- epic length one with your Xbox Live friends, can you? Yes, by you just, can. Yeah. Set up a custom game, then yeah, it's well, just I, the matchmaking that doesn't have it. And but the, I... the thing I, I don't have a problem with it being short. I have a problem with it being unlimited lives. Oh, okay. You know, make it make it a challenge and make it so you can actually die, you know, so the team can fail, for instance. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. be annoyed by, like, idiots just being crap and using up all your lives. Yeah, but that's just bad luck, isn't it, I suppose? I don't know. Part of the draw. Part of the draw. I think that, that would be a big change if they actually made normal firefight. Maybe make it a bit longer. Like that, that's kind of the same but... in TF2. If you join a crap no, and no. you're in a crap team, you know, and you you lose, you know, that's just a, that's just the same thing, isn't it? You know, people messing up for you, you know, because you're yeah, working more of properly. Them in TF2, though, that's true. That's true. I suppose it's more like Left 4 Dead multiplayer, which I've never played. The one where you play against the team of them and infected. you keep swapping sides between infected and. Uh, Survive. Yeah, but that that goes really badly if you have if you don't have them, you know. If you have one person who shit, you're just fucked. <laughs> right, yeah. I can imagine, yeah. Mm. Well that maybe that's why they they did that infinite lives thing then. I don't know. Yeah, we can only speculate, I, I suppose. So. But they might add it in, you never know. I mean sometimes they do these things. Hmm. Mm. Eddie is yeah. actually taking his headphones off at this point. I think oh, he knows sorry. nothing on Reach. So uh, <laughs> we probably need to oh, okay. roll into uncharted territory, literally. Okay. Have you been eating your pizza then? You have been. Well, I'm so. eating it right now. 
Right, okay. That's so we need to talk about something else, in other words. That's the, that's the end of Rob's section. Okay. So, what, should we do me or should we do Civ 5 while they're eating? I think that might make more sense because Ed and, Ed and Rob could probably talk about Uncharted. <laughs> yeah. So let's move exactly. on to you, Zach. What have you <laughs> yeah, been playing, so, man? Let's talk about Civ 5. Lol. Let's do that. Let's do that. Because that's pretty much all I've been playing for like oh. a million hours, naturally. That's exciting. Do you know wait, how wait, many let's... hours? Let's have a look on Steam and see what it says. Oh, only okay. 33. <laughs> Jesus, over over how many days? Like five? Um, wait, the date today? 29th, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> Came out on the 24th. It's quite a bit. So, yeah. so what do you think? Uh, it's not, not that great. <laughs> I thought so. I heard it's buggy. Um, well... No, not that I've noticed. I haven't seen any severe bugs. It, it hasn't crashed or anything like some people have been saying. Pick up the train. <laughs> just, just wait a minute, pause on that thought. And moving on. Um, I don't know, I yeah. heard like the uh, the AI of the en- enemy civilization sometimes do some really strange, uh, dumb things. Or I don't well, know if you noticed that. I haven't really noticed it myself, but lots of people have been complaining about... Well, firstly... And probably I would I would have noticed this this if I'd done more sort of actual combat because of course <laughs> normally in Civ I don't do very much combat. Yeah, that's your start. <laughs> as I discussed with Civ Four, really. But yeah, it's like obviously the big problem that everyone has with it is that the AI just has no tactics. It's like now you can't stack units on top of each other. Obviously, you need to be like you know a front line of melee units, and then all your range units behind them, and then like you move in a line to protect yeah. the range units or whatever. And the AI just can't handle that and just retardedly like drives artillery pieces directly up to your melee units and stuff oh i see so it's like so what, and, it and, needs, and, it I mean, they made... kind of ai from advanced wars the enemy generals which is good yeah. right stuck in yeah there. pretty That's good in advanced wars but yeah and apparently they made quite a big deal over how awesome their ai was it's like well no it's not <laughs> mm. um but yeah, and then, I mean, other people have been saying various other vague complaints about various other AI problems, like how they'll just, like, they won't seem, they'll, they'll be quite, you know, passive towards you or whatever, and maybe do trades with you for a while, and then suddenly just go, right, I've had enough of you, and then turn around and murder you in the face for no reason. Okay. And also, the, like, the whole diplomacy system is totally obscured. So you can't. You don't even have any indication of their general feeling towards you. Oh, it's like they don't even have different animations, which you'd think would be, yeah. you know. Well, they used to uh, be. And I mean, in Civ Four, they had like literal numbers, which maybe that was a bit too specific. <laughs> well, they had numbers, but they had like um, a, a, a text interpretation of the numbers, so they could have just hidden the number and kept the text well, yeah. interpretation. I mean, it's a, and, you know, and, it's a, and it had the animations as well, where they like you know crossing yeah. their arms and looking pissed off and all that. Yeah, so exactly. That's all gone. But that all seems to be gone now. So there's no way of telling how pissed off someone is if you keep refusing their open borders agreements, oh <laughs> which they, they still do. Not oh, quite God. as often any longer. Mm. It's only like once every few turns, two or three of them will come up and go open borders. It's like no. So it's fucking good about open borders. <laughs> Although this time there's even less point because it's like I mean obviously in Civ there was really actual reasons to open borders for like you know transmitting religions and stuff like that and you've got like trade agreements 
and where you're Sorry, overboard transmitting with religions you make it sound a bit like a disease <laughs> well you could kind of argue that it was but in the yeah, sort of Sim 4 gameplay but um, yeah, so now and in like before, where you had open borders, it did actually like improve your trade routes and stuff slightly. I don't understand open borders as an analogy to the real world. Okay, we allow trade and business with, say, France, but there aren't French military units wandering around <laughs> our countryside. Why yeah, is that, there? That's because they don't need to discover the territory any longer. They've already seen it. Yeah, but we could just, you could just gift them, if they wanted to know your territory, you could just gift them, they could just be asking for the territorial knowledge, the maps or whatever, and you could just say, <laughs> okay, I give you the knowledge, you don't need to fucking well, trample you... all over my farms with your freaking... <laughs> you can't do that in Civ 5 any longer either. No map trading. Oh. No tech trading either. You now get weird research agreements where you pay like two, both sides pay 200 to two, you know, 200 gold up and obviously it goes up the more t- the higher the technology but right. you both pay like 200 gold and then in 30 turns you both get a free technology at your tech tree level Okay. so it's like you get a random one of the technologies you could be researching at that moment which is kind of a weird that's, system it's like doesn't that advantage the person who's slightly further ahead in the tech tree yeah it probably does but obviously, but, I, mean, I mean, that's it depends on how much cash like, you have or whatever. Yeah, it's assuming you're not competing directly with the person you're agreeing with, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Surely that works with a, if you're, you do it with someone else who's behind, so you both yeah. catch up. Well, You work yeah, together basically. to le- level the playing field. Yeah, although that would be you. That would be the idea, but of course you can't fucking tell how, how many, what technologies people have because there's no indication apart from. I mean, you can look at their units and see like, oh, he's got this far in the tech tree because he's got the must have this was, tech to have that unit. Wasn't that how it worked anyway? It seems dumb to be able to view. Well, each you used to be able to see in because yeah, of tech because of tech trading in Civ Four. You used to be able to see literally what text they would trade. Like, if they had ones you didn't have, you could see them, and they'd say, mm. you know, we've got this, we can trade it to you, or whatever. And they'd that be sounds like out a bit even. of a workaround, though, doesn't it? Like, it's like, oh, I, I can't see their text until you talk to them, and then it's like, and, it's like, and then it's all the of a sudden their secrets are revealed. And it's like, oh, I'll have that. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Speaking of secrets... Because I'm just rambling off from one topic to the other here, because there's so much to go through. So you have secrets. No espionage at all. Totally gone. Oh, I know. And religion. Really? Totally gone. So I knew about the religion one. I didn't realize espionage was gone. <laughs> religion sucks. That's an expansion have, coming. Have they put anything in God, instead, probably. or is it just, or is it just no? Game th- this is the problem with, that I have with Civ Five. It's just like everything has been cut back, and they really haven't done anything new apart from the one unit for for tile thing. Which is fairly major in terms of like combat, but it would be nice if it actually made it more of a challenge because the AI is so retarded. It's like you can easily beat units that should outclass you because they're higher tech because your tactics are so superior to the AI. Right. Yeah. That does seem like a serious problem and not just a, not, not just a, I don't know, trivial problem. Is this true know? even in the higher difficulties, Zach? Or... Well, <laughs> that's the thing about they finally sort of. 
admitted it maybe if you think uh, in terms of the high difficulties because you look at the difficulty list and it's like you start on the easiest one or whatever like settler or whatever and it's like chieftain and prince and war- warlord and prince and then prince is like normal and it, you know you tilt it over it and it basically says normal and then like the other ones say easy or whatever it's like why did you just call it normal and easy instead of giving it these stupid names yeah. <laughs> but but then once you start going past prince it's like uh, sim city are... llama speed and what <laughs> Yeah, I guess. But you go up the list from like normal, and as you mouse over them, it literally says the computer players are given economic advantages to assist them. So after Prince, they literally start cheating. So now you know. (laughs) Oh, son of a bitch. That sucks. That's just not because they're better at playing the game, but because you're at a disadvantage. Yeah, it just gives them. Has that been true? Has that always been true? Well, I mean, yeah, that's the assumption at this point. Well, it doesn't say in Civil War. Yeah. So, it doesn't really give I've, you any indication. To be honest, I've been quite excited about Civ Five, and I like the idea of Exodus, and I like it, thought it looked good, and I like the idea of the simplification, and I like the idea of the uh, one unit per tile thing. But you're, to be honest, you're making it sound like Civ Four is a better game than Civ Five. I well, mean, it's a that, it's a more complicated game, and I like you know I liked the complicatedness. It's I like Civ Five. You're playing it with the expansions. Maybe Civ Five well, is taking the same route. That yeah, is true. Maybe. I mean, there yeah. is will inevitably be expansions, the bastards. <laughs> but there's yeah, no excuse to remove stuff that was that should have been there from Civ Four. It's like, is Civ EA by the way? No, it's uh... no, it's two K. Ah. Okay. 2K and so I think I said that before, didn't yeah, I? Yeah. yeah. But, um, Bored. It doesn't. It's like they should have. It feels like they, even with the fact that you're playing Civ Four with expansions, so obviously you know things have been improved and balanced with the expansions. Yeah. It still feels like they shouldn't have taken those things back out for Civ Five. It's meant to be the next one. It's meant to be better than even the expanded version of Civ Four, surely. Yeah, because they should be building on what's before. Even if they do do expansions, they ought to... I mean, it seems to me like I was hoping the complexity would be almost the same and that the, sim- the interface would just be better. So it wouldn't seem so, di- so complex because you yeah. had a better interface and yet the complexity of the game would still be there to be revealed. If you, But it sounds like... They've cut back the actual game, um, you know, as well as the interface. Or it seems... I'm not saying cut back the interface. Just it, they could have. I think Civ Four has a lot of potential in there to streamline the inter- interface while not changing the game mechanics whatsoever. If you wanted, I think it could be done personally. But um, yeah, this isn't. That's not what Civ Five is is doing. No, but... it's weird all this because it sounds like your, your description sounds almost completely at odds of what the reviews are coming in. <laughs> That's the um... thing I've been seeing. It's like I looked at the Metacritic critic reviews, and they're all like ninety percent or whatever, except for one. And it's like, and then that one guy is basically saying exactly what I was thinking. And all the comment, the like various comments on like the Steam forums or whatever, all pretty much say what I'm thinking. But then again, that's obvious because it's like only angry people come on the forums to complain about stuff. Yeah, because people who are happy never go in there. Have you read any of the positive reviews? What are they saying? I mean, I haven't. Uh, well, I, don't know. I didn't read. I only read like one of. The, no, I read the bad one and then I read one of the good <laughs> ones, and it was like, well, you know, I mean, sometimes oh, I don't know how to describe it. The thing, the thing I think about it in general is that right. it shouldn't have been called Civ Five. It should have been called Civilization Revolutions Two, because it's right. more like an improvement over Civ Rev than it is an improvement over Civ Four. Hmm. Like it's like an up, up, like a made more 
It's like Civ Rev, but made a bit more complex and interesting, rather than yeah. <laughs> like a new proper Civ game proper. Yeah, I, I would say so. And I mean, you could it's because they it's the, with the one title thing. It feels like a different game, you know. So yeah. that makes it even more so in that that sort of idea that it it's not really a Civ Four sequel. Yeah, but if you if you were say you were to have a Civ Four sequel, as you say, you know, one that was just as complex, would you want to keep the one unit per tile thing from Civ Five, or would you want to go back? Well, the thing is that I'm not even happy with the. I mean, the one unit per tile thing is cool at all as a sort of tactical thing. Yeah, but. It feels like you should be able to at least have limited stacks. It feels like you need maybe two or three per tile. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like they did, it's almost like they went too far. It was like from massive stacks to no stacks at all. It seems like there needed to be a sort of middle. Or like a finer grid, maybe, more advanced walls. <laughs> but then, then, so the city takes up, you know. Yeah, that's two, the other problem. Three where it's like, years, now that you only have one unit per tile, the hexes feel like they're much bigger. Yeah, it's like there may or may not be actual more tiles in the world comparatively, but they feel much larger because it's like you can only fit one unit in it, which means if you want to have a melee unit and a ranged unit, that takes up two tiles. So you have to have at least two tiles distant. So it sort of shrinks the world, doesn't it? Because a mountain yeah. range literally can only fit, you know, one. You can only fire from the other side or, of the mountain range. It's or, like if you've got yeah. an artillery unit. Mo- well, until you get to the modern ages, artillery units own like catapults and trebuchets and stuff only have range two. So that means if there's a city, then a mountain, and then you have to put your catapult on the other side of the mountain to actually reach it. Right. It's yeah. like you don't have options then. <laughs> hmm. So what do you think they're going to do in the expansions that will appeal to you? Because they are inevitable. I mean, that's what happened with Civ We have to admit that Civ 4 did get better after the expansions. It did get more complex, yeah. but it also did get better. But uh, do you think the same will happen with this? I mean, what, Then again, uh, Civ, what? Civ, the fans of Civilization, I think... Well, if I'm considering you a major Civ fan, for instance, the other Civ fans I know found Civ 4 more acceptable from the off than they did Civ 3. Yeah, um, yeah, but that, that that was. So, I mean, Civ Three made some made some major stupidly er- stupid errors in its taking stuff out. Like the whole idea <laughs> of like the weird how it removed things like worker automation and stuff. That was just yeah. really stupid. That's they should. Yeah. That's just an utter fail. So that made Civ Four infinitely more acceptable in its base form because <laughs> it was at least more playable. Do you, do you wonder if your um. Uh, qualms with Civ Five are because you're a fan. That to newcomers, yeah, they, will, they so. will come in. They will come into Civ Five and think, "Ah, oh, you know what? I like this now," um, because of bits of the simplifications that you're talking about. Perhaps before it was too complex, or maybe they've they've approached this in the wrong way. That the easier difficulty level should turn aspects of the game off rather than remove them completely. <laughs> so then you progress through and learn new tactics yeah. each game, which would make each second, you know, the next playthrough more interesting because there's more to do. Yeah, you've basically summed up quite a few of the things people were saying on the internet, where it's like, it should have been at least as complicated, and then, like, if they wanted to attract new people, they should have made easier Easy levels mode. where it simplified the game or whatever. <laughs> the Wii mode. <laughs> yes, remode. I suppose it's difficult to like t- 
to have it adjust like the game mechanics and put them in and take them out without like changing breaking the game you know like if you had in the same game oh yeah that would be the trouble like it would take a lot of work (laughs) yeah but they ought to i mean they've had They've got must have a big team, and they've got time. You know, they, you know, this is something they could have done. Well, if they've taken, just, well, if if they've taken things out for the, to, you know, purposefully for the expansion, you know, like they, like they probably <laughs> did cynical, for Civ yeah. Four. Let's be honest. That, that that's, uh, well, I know it's a cynical view, but perhaps you know things like espionage and religion were fairly important parts of the last game. Um, so it's, um, it's almost a certainty that they'll come back in the form of expansion. You know, maybe well, they thought, was oh, in okay, we'll make it accessible to begin with and then expand it and then the hardcore people will buy it from the expansion version because they know it's a like gold re- edition will come out. I think that's one of the reasons why I waited. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Were, were you a late yeah. comer to Civ 4 then as well? Uh, well, I was too, uh, yeah, really. yeah, yeah. I waited till all the expansions were out before I bought it. It surprises it sounds like me the smart that move, they take out espionage though because i mean religion is quite a difficult concept as a game mechanic in for i mean it was in the base version but it's it's a bit confusing well many games have tried and failed haven't they like spores religion system was basically fighting with different weapons like spirit (laughs) weapons and um, um, priests didn't they and black and white was entirely based on it, and it was basically build your civilization so it's bigger than the others, so you yeah, take them black over. Black and white, but, you are God. Well, yeah, yeah. but you know, it's, 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 so it had to be religion based, I guess. But you know, it was. But it seems to me that weird. espionage was a, such a great addition because it gave you something to do while you were taking up in the mid game. You know, it was, yeah. I really liked that, and it seems really odd that they wouldn't integrate at least something. Similar. Is, like, is, there, is there nothing to replace it then? Is the mid game literally sit around, build up your defenses? I do find myself spending a lot of turns basically doing nothing. Where it's like, oh, I don't actually need to do anything this turn. Just oh, but that was enter, a classic enter, sort of thing, that. though. Yeah, yeah, but I do. That, I seem to be doing that more now in Civ Five, where it's just like I really have nothing. To, it's like I'm not moving units. I've already built all my la- all my land upgrades with the workers or whatever. I'm just sort of waiting around for buildings to finish, but that's not even very interesting. And everything seems to take a very long time as well. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Do, have you set the speed settings low? Well, you know, so it plays... No, it, it's, it's yeah. pure normal. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I liked espionage because it gave me something, and no, no matter how minor, to actually do on my turn while the buildings were being built and, the, you know, the, etc. When you're in that comfortable stage of, you know, sort of, teching up and expanding you know it is the mid game isn't it it happens on every civ game you know if it goes well at first you probably have a bit of combat and expand a bit and then there's a period where you're building up isn't there yeah and uh, i like that and there is there are certain certainly turns there where you're just clicking yes build a coliseum next 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 and the years are going and you're just waiting around for something so that you can make your move or do something exciting. Yeah. It, it feels like in Civ Five they want you to do more combat all the time. I mean, with this new combat system and yeah. with the fact that you can actually like have proper choke points, so you're not you're like blocking off blocking off specific tiles or whatever, and the fact that cities can defend themselves and all that that helps. Right. It feels more like you can actually use your units to do things rather than just garrisoning them in a city. It feels like they want you to do more combat all the time rather than, you know, just sitting back and building up. It doesn't seem as... It's like because of all the simplifications in the other game systems, whereas it's like, whereas the combat got this new system that possibly made it better, 
all the other systems have kind of been cut back and simplified. So when you're not doing the combat, you don't feel like you're doing very much at all. I mean, that's all very well, but like this may be better, the combat, but if the, they, the AI for the combat is no good, then that ruins it for people, 99% of civilization players who are not playing against another human being, you know, like you and me and everyone. I suppose the bottom line here is the bottom line. Do they think, do you think Civ Five will sell more than previous editions of Civ has? Is the new formula going to be successful? I think, well, I don't think it would do any worse. (laughs) It feels like, I mean, they'll get like the initial people who like knew about Civ before, but I think it does appeal to new people as well, to to a greater extent, by being simplified. It just feels like they're, it's the Civ 5, like I said, it should be Civilization Revolutions 2, really. I mean, seriously, it feels like they should have branded it to follow on for that, rather than trying to say, it's Civ 5, when it's clearly not complicated enough to be a proper Civ game. But then again, well, I for think... me, I, I was put off immediately when you came up with that little graphical glitch. Which, which one was that? Uh, which one? Oh, you mean there were more than one? Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty. Um, okay, because I was slightly confused. By, okay, I wasn't completely put off by the game, but I thought it was a bit bit cheap. That You, you told me about the one where if you turn the anti-aliasing off uh, on, you lose all smoke and oil effects from the game. So <laughs> yeah. like your, your fancy-looking cities suddenly become a bit bland. I'm, I'm sure that's got to be a bug. I mean, seriously, that's just ridiculous. It's like literally the oil resource on the sea is like a black pool of like. Oh, what you mean? Like it's actually a, it's actually a technical square goes missing. You mean rather than just an effect? Yeah, the actual like image of the oil on the surface of the water doesn't exist. You just have to oh, have bad. the icons turned on. <laughs> it's like that's got to be an error. That's bad. Oh, you touched on new, uh, something we haven't mentioned yet. There's that simplified view as well, isn't there, in Civ Five now? So you can view it all icon style. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I barely looked at that. It was like, I don't need this. <laughs> Just even more simplification. That probably sure. does help in some way, maybe, but not for me. But yeah, there are a few other graphical glitches, weird errors in the landscape textures, where, like, in the middle of this desert, there's a weird sort of red circle for no apparent reason that's also bump mapped so it's like an actual literal texture <laughs> it's like how did that get there don't know what that's about it's just ugh, they need to patch it i mean they already did one patch for uh, for a really dumb error where if you're doing a trade agreement with a computer player and you say i want this much gold per turn when you initiate when you click the thing to put that into the trade bar it defaults to five gold per turn but before they patched it, no matter what numbers you put in there, it would still only give you five gold per turn. <laughs> so you'd think <laughs> you'd be getting AI, something more, and it's like, no, you're getting five. So they patched that already. But it needs several more patches to get rid of a few more little glitches and weird things, I suspect. Do you reckon the release time... Because I was talking... Um... Uh, to know him about this, of all people. Sorry. <laughs> a non-gamer about the release schedule for Reach. And do you reckon they've um, come out too early? Like, for some, tried to release early in order to beat the big titles? Um, well, in a sense, like, like Call of Duty Black Ops or something like that. Yeah. They've released early to try and avoid Black people Ops. buying that for Christmas. Yeah, it's Call of Duty Black Ops and Medal of Honor, I think. Because it's just due to Call of you know, modern warfare, basically. That's but I don't I know how much gonna... overlap there is in people think... who like those games, really. Well, no, 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 no I'm what? not saying... I'm, what, I'm... Halo? 
No, I mean, and, and Civ <laughs> and yeah, oh, there's Ruse, which oh, and Ruse, which came out recently as well, and uh, Starcraft. But that's Starcraft. Was, yeah. It's it's strategy season. <laughs> well, I suppose it is. Yeah, but uh, no, I think it's more a case of Halo Reach being strategic than I don't think Civ release date had anything to do with. Yeah, like, and the argument Halo. I was making for was I was a bit surprised that Reach came out as early as it did in the year, you know, and mm. didn't go for the Christmas spot. I mean, well, it's, it's going to sell, and it's going to sell b- ridiculously well. But yeah, I think it's because there. I was mean, compared a to gap, something like Mass Effect Two, there's not many know, games it, it was a good... at the moment. I guess, but I can't. Yeah, it just seems weird because the Halo was targeted the Christmas period on mm. every previous game, and it's a, a bit of an interesting one for them to come maybe out early. Secretly making another Halo. Well, I don't know. Have they had much of a? <laughs> uh, not, not. Yeah, maybe they are. But, uh, that, that that yeah, that would be the oh the the magnificent surprise. Oh, we didn't see that one coming. Uh, um, the um, oh, I forgot where I was going. Now. Shit. <laughs> Maybe Microsoft want them to stand out of the way of the Connect so that everyone buys Connect. Yeah. Yes, yes. You know what? That's a good idea. Because I was wondering, mm-hmm. has Reach had much of an ad presence? A bit. Uh, it's had well, a bit. It had those live action ads, didn't it? Um, yeah. I don't know if you saw. I only ever saw them on the internet, but I think no, it I haven't seen I've them. seen some on the TV. It okay. didn't have as many as... Because Halo 3 had that sort of model campaign, didn't it? The little models of the Yeah, the, the diorama. Yeah, that was quite... Yeah, the diorama. And that was quite a big thing. So it's not nearly... It was as really well done, though, as well. I've seen yeah, some uh, cool. cinematic uh, Halo Reach adverts on TV. Yeah, I actually yeah. bumped into the company that made those. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was uh, at, the, at the broadcast convention a couple of weeks ago. So that was uh, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> but those dudes made Halo, the ads. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Halo's always always been good on its marketing side, and it's uh, yeah. the, 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 well, Microsoft did, in general. In general, are very good at marketing. Yeah. The um, did you see the? Do you, do you remember about you know the, the Halo Three dioramas that they didn't just do the diorama ads? They did spoof documentaries on the guy making the diorama. Like I don't remember is he, those. it was it was like a making of video, but it was done with the guy sort of reminiscing about the fight that he was um reproducing in this diorama. Okay. It was oh, very okay. clever. Very clever. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I think I remember something like that. I have I don't think I've seen it. Oh, that's kinda cool. Anyway. It wasn't one of the ones they sort of pushed to big yeah. screen, it was one of the sort of internet only passing things, but it was still pretty cool. Hmm. So, Zach, have you had enough talk of Civ 5 for the time being? I'm sure there'll be plenty of more yes. discussion. Well, I could probably go on forever, but I've already... This has been a terrible waffle. I couldn't get my thoughts in order nearly enough to actually say, you know... Okay. <laughs> say, I've still played it for 33 hours, so, I mean, after I've complained about it for so long, take from that what you will. It still so takes forever well, to finish a game. <laughs> I guess you can so you don't think you've described much. You don't think you've described it at bird's eye level, then, just yet? It was... I want to know. Effort. I want to know whether you'd rather have spent those thirty-three hours uh, playing a game of Civ Four. I mean, would would you? That's the bottom line, I think. Well, I mean, Civ Five is new. That gives it some point. Well, I know it's something new and different to do. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. After, it's, it's, people have been saying, like, after two or three playthroughs, that they're like, oh, "I'm done with this." You know. Ugh. They're just being drama queens, aren't they? <laughs> well, this is they're not done have, yet. It's like you have to subtract a certain amount of drama from these comments. But I mean, you know, people. They're, 
I just don't get it. The drama. <laughs> it's too much, too many positive reviews compared to like how much people are complaining. Well, that's so because I'm professional team. game critics don't have time to play Civilization. They've got other games to play. You know, that is true. It's the they same with reviews of game. MMOs. You know, you can't review an MMO. You can't review an MMO. No, not, yeah. not unless so, you're an actual player of it, and at which point you probably are, are enjoying it anyway. If you're paying to be honest, something money like Civilization. Exactly. Something like Civilization is as close as you can get to a game that takes that much investment, you know, uh, yeah. in, that isn't an MMO. They're very hard to review, and I can understand why everyone's giving it good scores, because they probably haven't played Civilization for years, and they suddenly went, oh, crap, this is awesome. I <laughs> and then and they'll have pretty. to... Yeah, and they'll play about two games, because that's all the time they'll have, and then um, they'll have to go on and you know, play something else and write something else, you know? I wonder if so, some yeah. of these reviewers then go back after they've written it and go back and play some of the original games. And, uh, <laughs> but they don't have time to do that. people do do that. I don't know. So. Yeah, well, you, you never know. They might, you know, so they have free time. Re-review. Game playing is like the job for them. So, you know, in their free time, maybe they play other games that aren't in their <laughs> field. Or... Well, sometimes you even get, like, PC Gamer would do a, like, a look back on thing where they, they someone would play an old game and then there'd be a sort of segment on it. Which yeah. is kind of cool. Oh, I like I those. Like those that's quite a good idea. Retrospectively reviewing a game is kind of is kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like a formal review. It was more like a thoughts on, which I prefer in general. Anyway, that's why I like podcasts mm. like this. But um, yeah, that was a good feature. Was that a self plug there? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Sorry, it was almost unnoticeable. <laughs> yeah, until you commented on it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> my job underwinding ourselves oh, yeah, damn right. <laughs> mm. shall we do the news uh, <laughs> do we have some can I talk about what I've been playing yeah we probably I wonder if I want to quickly interject with something short, short snappy things rather than okay, uh, another long, long one yeah, well, well not, not particularly exciting I only have two points that I really want to bring up one of Go which on. is BitTrip Beat is coming to iPhone Oh, I heard about I this. I think it's awesome, because that's a pretty good... You know, I think is the game good? concept is pretty awesome. Well, I've played the demo on Wii. I haven't played the full thing, I'll be honest. But And it's coming to iPhone tomorrow, or today, by the time this is uploaded. And uh, it's it's like Pong meets Res. It's it's, uh, it's that... pretty cool. Okay, I'm going to have to check it out. We'll put, uh, but yeah, is, it's is on it iPad like and iPhone. Uh, I think so. It might be mm. too expensive, to be honest. But It's yeah, quite a lot. Um, for what it is, it's probably too expensive, to be honest. But right. speaking of which, I have the same thoughts about Sonic 4, which is where my next point was going. They've okay. announced going to be too not expensive. only release dates, which are pretty soon, a couple of weeks. Um, it'll Ooh. be out, which is, which is awesome. Except it's 1,200 points like I feared. 1,200. Or I think it's a tenor on PSN and stuff. For something they're calling an episode that isn't a full Sonic game, it's only four zones, don't forget. Right. That Sonic sounds a bit. a bit of a rip, if you don't I mean, mind they're me already... Have you, I mean, have you... But how long are the zones? We don't know. We yeah. don't know. I don't know at this stage if the zones are longer. Presumably the demo when it comes out will some light. But they are three acts per zone. And apparently, I think they've structured it in that it's three acts and then a separate boss fight. <laughs> that was the old impression I, three being the boss fight. Yeah, that was the impression I got, but I I could be wrong on that. I'll be I'll I'll, I'll be straight with you. I'm, I might be wrong on that front, but that was the impression I got from some of the previews. I mean, uh, people are already angry at Sega because they're selling 
a port, a bad port, complete with bugs, of Sonic Adventure 1 for something like full price or something. I don't know what it was, what the price no, it's, was, it's, but it's, it was like, a, it's a complete rip-off, apparently. It's like, like, it's a really uh, old game. I think it's 1200 as well, actually. 1200 yeah, or 1500. For which Sonic is like Adventure. a tenner. But, but when, I don't know. For an Xbox game, that's... Not a bad price, they really. Was, weren't they saying that, something as big it, as that? Weren't they saying that the the twelve hundred point thing you can buy is just Sonic Adventure, and then they're going to release the DX edition as yeah, that's an right. expansion to that's it? That's already that's right. out. You have, to, you have to pay more to get this sort of director's cut fixed yeah. version. <laughs> anyway, so Sonic for one. God, do you think they'll charge that much every time or? Or for, like, episode two? Uh, it sounds <laughs> like, like it, doesn't how, it? How many episodes could there possibly be? There's only got to be two, surely. Then that makes it the standard eight-stage Sonic game. The standard number of zones is six. Well, right. most of the time. So this is yeah. two-thirds of a Sonic game, effectively. Basically, yeah. And they're and trying the to second, They can't make the second yeah. episode shorter. That would be No, it would be like an epilogue thing. <laughs> <laughs> Two thirds of a Sonic game for a tenner, a brand new one. Hmm, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Unless there's good, uh, unless there's know. more add-ons to it. Unless the core gameplay, if the core gameplay is all they've put in, if or there's nothing like the zones the, bigger. Yeah, if uh, unless mm. the zones are really quite long, which will be cool. Don't get me wrong, that yeah, would be pretty cool. Be. Um, yeah, they've made some weird decisions as well, like the fact that in order to play the game continuously, the user has to make a choice at the end of every level to carry on. So the, the right. traditional way of playing Sonic is gone. Although, admittedly, that's probably been gone for some time, even in the DS versions. But right. um, it's, it's still for a game that's trying to be retro. They've, ch- they've changed the way to play hardcore. It's still there, and they made a fanfare of the fact it's still there, but you have, to, you have to trigger it yourself at the end of each level to play at that style. It's like, that should just be a hardcore mode. Or something, and you can. Oh, wait, I see what you properly. mean now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, trying to work out what you were talking about. Well, the fact, like, yeah, oh. fact that, it, yeah, I mean, the fact that it doesn't go back to the world map after each act. Yeah, like the, that was when I, I worked out when you said the DS games, where it's like, oh yeah, because they had a map thing yeah. in between the levels. <laughs> they yeah. started splitting it out, didn't they? In in that, they tried to make it Mario like. Yeah, well, the world maps have existed in Sonic games before, but they've never been functional. Um, yeah, but if you think classic Sonic, Sonic is never without world map. Yeah, classic Sonic is just the straight hardcore yeah. run beginning to end. Yeah, and because they never tried run. to have, they never tried to have some kind of story outside of the levels. It was like, oh look, yeah. there's Robotnik. You fight him, and then he flies off. So obviously, you're going to chase him some more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's Which, just a, it's just a run. It's yeah, a chase. It makes sense though in yeah. terms of the simplicity of the game. So it's, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, my concern. As a Sonic fan, my concern level has been raised <laughs> with this. Well, so it was already yeah. pretty high. It's yeah. already, yeah. I mean, you can't really, you know, expe- expectations. Into, I mean, expectations have been raised for Sonic Four. It's, it's true, but really, if you're a true Sonic fan, your your expectations should be at bottom, and they have been for about five years. <laughs> so anything uh, that they do that's good is a plus, really. To be well, honest. no, no. Actually, they, they, they'll be on the up because of Sonic Unleashed, which was a turnaround. It started. Push, pushing Sonic back in the direction it should be. It's still not great, but it was mm. some significant improvements. I and, just like the fact that it's 2D. Yeah, yeah, yeah the okay. fact that it's 2D is is, is nice. Yeah. Although on that note, I'm actually I'm actually probably more interested now in Sonic Colors than I am Sonic Four. Ooh. Which is on the Wii. It's basically their new take on Sonic Unleashed. 
Um, right. It's like Unleashed 2, but they've taken the werehog out. So it's all Sonic <laughs> all the time, okay. and which, which is which is nice. It's always um, good. But are they certain? Yeah. There's not going to be any other characters. Well, yeah, they've said that several times, haven't they? Oh, it's, it's a Sonic <laughs> game. It's a Sonic game. Introducing Silver the Hedgehog. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> They must and, be so uh, nice. They must be like, uh, Nintendo turned Link into a wolf and everyone thinks it's great. And we turn Sonic into a wolf. Everyone thinks it's crap. What are we doing wrong? <laughs> Poor Sonic team. Yeah. Although, well, the, 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 probably the, the thing, and Zach will probably agree with me on this, Sonic Colors DS is pretty much a new Sonic Rush game. Great. Okay. Well, Which is fantastic news. I I'm still worried about the fact that there is like a DS version of this game of the same name where it's like this is a proper game and then here's the DS version of it. That always worries me. Where it's like, yeah, well, they've got the same stages, they cut back or whatever. They've got the same stages, but I think the actually, well, yeah, yeah that's interesting because Dimps did work on the Wii version of Sonic Unleashed because the stage designs were slightly different apparently in the Wii version of the game. Um, so. If Dimps are working on the Rush title like they did before, or the DS version of Colors, then maybe their efforts have been split too much, or maybe they've had a boost in their department well, thanks to their sort of uh, well-received success. <laughs> relatively yeah, speaking, relative success. Yeah, <laughs> hmm. you're right. There, it may, it might not. It probably won't be as good as the original Rush, which is still my favourite, but um, out of the new ones, anyway. But it's a uh, yeah, it probably won't be as good as that, but it'll still be relatively entertaining, I reckon. As long as they don't change the mechanics too much. Cause, um... no, as far as I can tell, the boost mechanic is still there. The only thing they've added is the wisps, which are the, uh, yeah, the one-off things. special abilities you can pick up throughout the course of a level. It's like, so, which, I mean... again, doesn't sound too bad. It's adding an extra layer, and that was kind of I what the shields what... used to do in Sonic 3, so it's... I just think so that that's what they need to bring into the pro- into like the non two D Sonic games. The whole like boost and trick mechanics. Yeah, maybe. Because that's awesome. <laughs> it was like it's a bit too mashy. I think I don't think it's necessarily required to the level they have in Rush and Rush Two, where it's just kind of trick, 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 trick. Do it all the fucking time to your thumbs bleed. Yeah. And That's probably true. You don't need to like be doing multiple tricks per jump as you're flying through no. air. Just go trick, 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 trick. <laughs> it just looks retarded as well, and the sound can get quite irritating sometimes with the cheering noise and the huh, yeah, whoa, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. But I mean, ever since like Sonic Advance Two, where they had the whole trick system, that was that was the awesome one of the GBA games, basically. And they must have realised because then they brought it into Rush. <laughs> Oh yeah, hang on, sorry. I was uh, forgetting what <laughs> no tags I need to write down. Yeah, sorry. It's a bit like Jet Set Radio, isn't it? Like the tricks aren't really important, but they sort of speed you up. Whatever. Yeah. Over the, I mean, they could conceivably make a game that revolves more around the tricks. They could make it more complicated than just pushing a button or whatever. Hmm. Yeah, It'd be like a skateboarding so- game or something. Yeah, like Tony Hawk. <laughs> I mean, Tony Hawk's dead anyway, so why not? <laughs> yeah. Tony Sonic. <laughs> what a Tony the Hedgehog. <laughs> That'd be the new character, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Tony Hawk suddenly turns up in the Sonic universe, and you're like, as a hawk. Lol. Yeah, as a hawk. <laughs> Tony the Hawk. I wonder, <laughs> if I wonder if they've gone back to the Mobius storyline as well in Sonic Four, because that would be cool. God, no offense knows. to our wonderful planet, but fuck Earth. It's uh, 
Yeah, uh, well, the, the, every time they've tried to do Earth, firstly, they they always just fail at making people look like people, which instantly shatters any perception that this might be <laughs> Earth. <laughs> Oh, and then it's like, like oh look Adventure Station Square where the fuck is that yeah Sonic Adventure 2 got around that a little <laughs> bit by not having many people and just having like voices coming out of giant robots yeah pyramid basically <laughs> pyramid rocket stations yeah Yes. oh yeah and, oh look it's a shuttle therefore this must be Earth and it's coming out of a pyramid because that totally makes sense <laughs> and it's the moon and well the it's, the, it's moon. the same as uh, that Bond film isn't it that terrible Moonraker, where it has shuttles coming out of Aztec uh, pyramids or something. It's like the worst <laughs> Bond film ever ever made, which has that brilliant line where it's like, hello, I'm Dr. Goodhead. And he's like, a woman. <laughs> <laughs> which is like, the, best one, the best watch of all life ever. Because uh, Adam and Joe on, the, on the Six Music used to just say that occasionally. A woman. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah, sorry, I'm done with my news segment, okay. unless anyone else has any quick, oh, quick drips uh, of interest. Oh, LBP2, delayed. Not yeah, going to make Christmas anymore. Yeah, That sucks. It's, it's bad. Yeah. Two new but characters I, on Street Fighter 4. Ooh, new characters <laughs> on Street Fighter? How many are you up to now? They're, A lot. They're adding two new ones, Yen and Yang, from Street Fighter 3. Which mm. virtually no one played. Huh? I played it. Street right. Fighter 3 isn't really the popular one, let's be honest. Yes, but it was revolutionary because they had the parry system. Okay, which exists in 4 still. No, it doesn't. Oh, doesn't it? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah, how much I played it. Style, <laughs> yeah. That tells you what we know about fighting games. <laughs> so, what yeah, we I know have, is that we have parry Captain system America. Yeah, Captain America and Marvel vs. Capcom. It's like, I've lost my fucking shield! Yeah, that's about as far as my knowledge of that goes. I'm... I'm so excited about Marvel Cap- versus Capcom Fri- three. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, There's Deadpool, and he uh, in the demo he uses his life bar to whip your ass. <laughs> what? So you can just sort of hear a carry like in Tekken. Well, Deadpool's and... a character, a Marvel character that breaks the third wall. Interesting. He, he always talks to the viewer. To the player. Yeah, it's it's the wall at the back and the two walls at yes. the side of the stage and then the fourth wall <laughs> yeah. is the one in front of, between you and the audience, I presume. Yeah, and uh, anyway. to break the fourth wall in a game, he basically uses the life bar on the top of the uh, <laughs> right, He actually uses the HUD. Yeah. And he cool. grabs it and then just hits you with it. <laughs> That's it's really cool. Be, it's meant to be something about his character as well, isn't it? That he, like... You know, he doesn't agree with knocking people out or something. He like he he wants to yeah, kill he's them. So he's like, Oh, what is this life bar shit? <laughs> he's a very extreme character. It's either one extreme or the other. Hmm. Hmm. That's kinda cool actually. Yeah. Making already a, an already fucking mental game super fucking oh, yeah. mental. <laughs> well, yes. the whole videos I've seen of it it just well. looks insane. Which is what you want, really. <laughs> It's so like it's, 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 well, that's why Smash Mothers is appealing because it's Smash Mothers. Well, <laughs> it's Smash Mothers. <laughs> oh, I want to play that. Super one. Smash Mothers. <laughs> Laying down the prams. <laughs> yeah. Well, what more do you want? You have Wolverine versus Mega Man versus Chris Redfield versus Dante. 
There's something something sounds out of place in that sense, doesn't it? It's like Mega Man versus Wolverine versus Chris Redfield. <laughs> well, as long as Dante has white hair, then we'll be all right. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's, it's it's real Dante and not the baggy one. I don't get that remake shit. Well, it's meant but, to be well, it's not, a prequel. It's not of the as prequel. bad as like when they completely changed the character. What was that game? Um, Prototype, isn't it? Or were they making a sequel? And like they've just oh, completely yeah, changed the character. Like, no, it was it was wasn't prototype. It was the other one. Oh, it's, oh yeah, the other one. Yeah, Infamous. <laughs> yeah. And they've just completely changed the. I still want to play Infamous actually. This one because I heard it's really good on the PS. Yeah, it is really good, but it gets repetitive. Right. Okay. Mm, so because uh, maybe. That's the same, so, same as I heard from from it from the re- review world. That was generally the consensus as well, and that it is very good. The concept is. Very well realised, but yeah. can get boring. I've I've read some uh, previews about the new one, and it it does look quite good. And about the thing you said, uh, it not looking the same character, they mm. have uh, heard people's complaints, and they have yeah. changed that. It's all back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back yeah. yeah, but they instead of having long hair or longer hair. They've just basically gave him a little bit more hair. <laughs> it's not like <laughs> when they tried to emo up Prince of Persia. Yeah. Oh, that was hilarious. So anyway, it, oh, a uh, new section by the way. Um, like we had it last week, didn't we? With the um, but this is corrections of things that we said <laughs> wrong in the previous podcast. Oh, what no, do we do, do now? I have one that's for me. Uh, it's okay. It's just I said, <laughs> t- and it's a obscure one. I said that Hobbes the philosopher type guy was German he was in fact English there you are End of <laughs> so I guess it's of Greece and German were total fails basically well I thought like because I was thinking of uh, Calvin was French you see but right. and I thought Hobbes was was German for some reason because I thought it was all coming from Europe but I don't think because <laughs> English is very philosophical obviously yeah anyway so Hobbes Fuck was you, Hobbes was English, and he lived until he was like 91, which is pretty amazing considering the time he lived in, something like that. Anyway, that may be wrong. I may have to correct that next week. <laughs> never-ending correction. Wikipedia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, end of that section. Coming also, up next uh, week, apologies. <laughs> right. I shall now for what begin. Dan's been playing, because yes, God, we've been going on forever. Well, since last time, well, I was at yours, Rob, for quite a while, so I got had use of your PS3. Oh, that's nice. Beef. Uh, I uh, <laughs> Sorry? Thief. Thief? <laughs> okay. Oh, yes, I was stealing while you were... No one played any Thief. No, nobody played Thief, sadly. No. Uh, I played a bit of Wipeout HD. That was quite <laughs> fun, yeah. I must say. It's a good game. I, I mean, I still think those games on the PSP were probably some of the best Wipeout games that were ever made. And this is effectively the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much the same tracks. It looks really nice. Well, and, it is the uh, same it, tracks. Yeah, yeah, and it runs really smoothly, which is totally key for Wipeout. I mean, I can't think of any game that would really need like that pure silkiness more, apart from maybe you know, Quake or something. Definitely. No, I don't think but... Wipeout had it, apart from the PC versions of the first two. No, before, it never used it always to. used to run at 30 yeah. on, on most things, and it's probably less than that on the PSP. The PSP struggles a little bit with Wipeout at yeah. times, to be honest. But, yeah. So the jump to 60 frames per second makes the game. If they ever go back on that, which they have done for 3D, it's a bad idea. Yeah. But it just, it was really fun. And um, I knew some of the tracks. And uh, yeah, and the, um, what's it called? The pure mode. Is it? 
No, what's it called when you go? Oh, Zone. Zone. That's it, Zone. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really great. on um, Especially the way the whole track changes colour. Like, it yeah. looked really cool on the PSP one. Yeah. I still think that's probably one of the best games on the PSP was Wipeout Pure. Did you ever use a six-axis to steer? No, oh, no, God. no. No, just don't do that. went straight for the... They've altered the thing so you can do the sensitivity. Oh, that's cool. Oh, oh right. Sensitivity. I haven't touched Wipeout in a while, and they do right. keep updating it periodically, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see what's new. Although that's I'd love to see I some liked. more tracks. Another expansion, please. Mm-hmm. Or, or a brand new game that was a proper full-fledged title rather than a download would be good, because the number of tracks is the only limiting factor. Yeah, I mean, they did do a pack, didn't they? The Fury pack. Yeah, was, so yeah but it only had four big... proper tracks in it, to be honest, and, right, and a load okay. of zone-specific tracks. Because that was actually one of the amazing things about Wipeout Pure, actually, was d- despite being a portable game, that and, and being quite a few years ago now, at least four or five, that had a lot of downloadable content before it was um, called A DLC. lot of it was free. Yeah, yeah, it was mostly free, and it doubled the number of tracks, I think. And you could stick at it least, on that little at stick. And that was great. I mean, um, well, some of them were really cool because they had some really weird graphic designers come in and do yeah. like adver- advertising tracks, but they were really fucked up. Like there was one that went through like Domokun style mouths and things, and yeah. uh, drove through the innards of stuff. And it, but it was all done in cartoon graphics. And although it was a bit out of place for Wipeout, the, the rest of the Wipeout world kind of adjusted. Mm. Like the, the crafts were, re- that were rendered in a different way, and the weapon effects were different. It was, yeah. If they had well. a level editor like they do for Little Big Planet. Oh, hells yeah. Wipeout wipe Planet. Out, <laughs> yeah, Wipeout Planet. And you can just make it so much better than... That would be great. Is. Because, we well, me and Zach... Yeah, exactly. Zach says we used to play this really old RC racing game, which was N64 era, but the PC version was by far the best, because you could customise everything. Admittedly, it wasn't really part of the true game, but there were some very, very simple cheat codes basically to get into the underbelly of the game and it even had a um uh it had a track editor built in but you could use those ed- those tracks you'd made in the editor and they were saved out to a, a, a track file with textures and everything so you could go and fuck with the textures which was your starting point and then there was an any file which set like world parameters like the fog color and things like that and you can even fuck it up so you can make radiation effects like we did for the nuclear city which was cool um, green fog with a weird sort of glowy texture around the car when you go too deep into it that was awesome um, but then you could also go one step further and use the game to put objects fr- from the rest of the game into our own handmade levels it was a developer tool okay. that you could use to make the levels awesome and it was incredible and uh, there's been I don't think there's been a racing game that we've been quite so addicted to mm. because of it mm. <laughs> Yeah, that was um, that would be good for Wipeout, I suppose, a bit of a level editor because you oh. could you could start the level creation by having like a customizable sort of almost a version of the F Zero track generator from back years ago because it needs to be a sort of smooth line, doesn't it, or curve or whatever. So you can use that <laughs> yeah, for F Zero. Although that went wrong quite a lot, which is yeah. funny in in X. An improved uh, the, version of that. The X Cup in F0X, where it occasionally went wrong and made right angled corners in two dimensions. They didn't just turn in the uh, uh, in the normal sort of as you'd expect a corner to go, they suddenly went 90 degrees vertically as well or something and causing all the computer players to fall off the track, which was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I recently saw something on the internet where in Germany they made a real-life wipeout track. Really? Yeah. Oh, I saw that, yeah. And with yeah, remote they, control or yeah, whatever. Yeah, with a remote so you... control car. 
That's awesome. With a camera on it, so you'd be playing it on the screen, and you'll be controlling a remote control car. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it made sense to make a wipeout track because it has those like wide sides or whatever that yeah. stop you from falling out. I can't help but feel maybe I'm too old for that, but at the same time, I'm still sitting here going, that is so cool. Well, it was kind of all made out of cardboard and stuff. It wasn't yeah. like a proper toy or anything. Oh. It was this huge yeah. thing in a, in, a big, in a big warehouse or something. So yeah, it was, it was still way, awesome. Way, yeah, and, yeah, it was awesome. It was way too yeah. big for somebody's house or something. It was really cool. Mm. Oh, you could fit it in the garage. <laughs> yeah, probably. It'd be like a model train set, wouldn't it? Except yeah, way cool. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that was what, so that was large scale ones for the high speed RC cars. Oh, that would yeah. be amazing. Yeah. Especially if you can do a loop de loop one. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what it's like to drive one of those little RC cars, the petrol powered ones, with like a camera on it. I mean, it'd probably be really bumpy, wouldn't it? And you can actually steer it with a steering wheel. Yeah, from a PC or something. It's probably easier just to look at it. Well, I the, the handling will be all weird, won't it? Because RC cars sort of like lose control in an instant and there's nothing yeah. you can do about it. Yeah, that's true. So it'll be a bit weird. But talk Uncharted, for the love of God. So, yes. Yeah. I, I've been waiting for you guys to stop talking. <laughs> don't, don't, well, anyway. admittedly, I stopped you before. but Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yes, the main game I was playing was Uncharted 2, which I played through straight in a week because I knew that once I got here I wouldn't be able to so uh, yes I played through that and uh, I have to say it did live up to a lot of the hype that I'd heard about it I mean it's it's really good I mean it is I, I, but it, what struck me was that like I used to think that uh, this is a completely different game but Knights of the Old Republic I thought that was a better entertainment product than all of the prequel Star Wars films combined right it was the best hmm. thing that had happened to Star Wars since The Empire Strikes Back came out. That good in terms of story and just in general as a Star Wars thing, it was it was fantastic. And Uncharted, I think, is like better in every way as an entertainment product than Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. You know, it's just <laughs> well, better. Really saying, well, yeah, you're, not really setting, you're not really setting your sights high with no, Crystal I'm not Skulls it's, and Sheila LaBeouf. I'm not saying it's similar in the same way that I'm saying KOTOR is leagues way better than all the prequel Star Wars. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying, I'm just saying that like it's better than a, than a Hollywood film, you know, and Mm. a lot better. It's got better writing, but it's got better acting and things. And like, I mean, the the amazing thing about it, of course, that everyone talks about, but that's the key thing is the so-called, they actually have a name for it. As I discovered when I, started watching the kind of behind the scenes that I unlocked once I finished the game. There's a few videos. I don't know if you've watched any of those. Some but, of them, uh, yeah. Yeah, quite. But what they're so-called active cinematic experiences, which is basically an action scene where you actually have control rather than it just, like most games used to be, where it just cuts to a cut scene and something dramatic happens, you know. It, obviously, they have a rule, which is if anything cool is happening action-wise, the player is in control. That is the key to it. I mean, there's a lot of great cutscenes with great acting and stuff, but never anything happens dramatically action-wise without you being directly in control. And that is absolutely key. And it just... Uh, no one's really done that before, I don't... Well, not... I mean, they have. I mean, Half-Life has done sort of... The Half-Life dictum is never, ever take control away at all, isn't it? But mm. um, but you, you can't... With the first-person <laughs> perspective... Time you just like... In Half-Life, you just sort of stand there and look at it. 
<laughs> yeah, you lo- exactly. You look at it. So it's like, oh, there's, a, there's something falling down or something or a giant thing, and you're just l- looking at it or whatever. So it's great that it doesn't take your control away, but you're not actually participating really in the action scene beyond the general uh, shooting stuff. And not getting know. crushed by something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. so, stand here and maybe you get away. Whereas Uncharted, you know a whole building it, falls I... down, and you are in control while, you, while the building topples over, and you run and jump into another building and smash through glass and everything. That's all mm. completely in your control. Yeah, I was, say, I, was, I was actually struggling to think of a moment where... Because a bit in my head is saying, oh, come on, there must, there must be a bit where that happens. But I'm struggling think to about think it. of one. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it is every time it's something new. cool happens. Yeah. Every time something it's cool happens... It's only the dialogue that cuts out, isn't it? And the, the exactly. story progression. Yeah. And that is interesting, too, because I, uh, you, th- you could think for a moment, okay, you could take it one step further and do the Half-Life thing and have it so you're never out of control. But the cutscenes are really good. And I think that these are two things. There's the active cinematic experiences, which are fantastic, and I hope everyone copies that. And the other thing I hope in the game industry that everyone copies from Uncharted 2 is the way they did the cutscenes. Because I looked at the, um, you know, the uh, special features and stuff, and the way they did it was they had the actors all in the mocap stuff, you know, for doing, not for doing action scenes or anything, but they had them in mocap just for acting, doing a scene, like where Nathan Drake's on the bed and Chloe's on top of him and all that stuff. <clears throat> No, or whatever, a scene like they're that, or whether, or they're sitting around a sitting around a table discussing their mission or whatever. They're all mo-capped up, and they recorded all their sound and voices at the same time they were doing the actions. So they were mm. just acting like in a play, and that makes such a difference to like from like an animated, the normal style where people are in a voice booth and they're just talking, mm. and then they animate it afterwards. You've got the whole performance there from the actor and i think it's fantastic because once they had all the information from the mocap this is the great really cool thing if you're like a film nerd is that they could then they could do the shots and choose the framing of the shots after they would recorded the performance you know so they could choose their camera angles because they had all the 3d information and they had the room which was in the in the computer engine you know the game engine do you reckon they took a similar approach on avatar Thanks to the full 3D environment, or yeah, probably they could have done, couldn't they? I mean, it takes so long to render a frame for Avatar. Although I don't know, yeah, they probably could. Well, apparently um, James Cameron well, could see the entire scene in a in a pre-render state, admittedly, so he could plan shots and stuff with the environment they had planned viewable yeah. to him in real time. So um, presumably yeah. they they're using a similar technique to that, but. Actually, they yeah. probably got there first, didn't they? Oh, and, and depending on how long Avatar took to make, but blah. Um, That's true, because with Avatar, that would only work for the scenes that were completely CGI, as in when Jake Sully was the, was the blue guy, you know, because yeah. that wouldn't work for the actual live-action bits, would it? Because no, 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 they, you'd have no, to film not. that. But those bits, yeah. Yeah, maybe. But it was really interesting, because they could change, like they were showing in the Uncharted, where they could change the contrast and the lighting, everything after the fact. But the interesting thing is that they've got these performances, and I think that these are, in Uncharted 2, they're the best performances ever in a computer game from, an act, from actors, I think. I don't I think they're necessarily disagree. the best actors. Oh, okay. Uh, but I think that the, the fact that they had this technology to be able to yeah. do this enabled them to oh. give a performance that was better than, than any voice. There's only one in my mind that can beat uh, Uncharted acting. Mark Hamill and Wing Commander. 
<laughs> of course. Actually, Mark Hamill in um in uh, Arkham Batman. Asylum, yeah, yeah, yeah. is really good. Yeah, exactly. So, is that the one? And you're also the of? ones in Heavy Rain as well, pretty good. Oh, I haven't played that. Yeah, oh, I'll have to. Because I've they wondered. actually do show quite a lot of emotion in the mocap. Oh, okay. Maybe they use, that was presumably they use. Technique. Presumably they use facial mocap, do they? To do the. Or is that all in, in Heavy Rain, they use facial mocap. Because that generally requires wearing yeah. a massive rig on your face. Yeah, they show uh, lots of extras after you complete the game in Heavy Rain, and it's basically lots of even more uh, mocap on your face hmm. than, say, Avatar. Wow. That's going itself. Yeah. That's really cool. I must play Heavy Rain. But Uncharted, I just. It's like some of the. Set piece. the environments are absolutely beautiful. I mean, it is oh, it's it probably is. the best looking game on a console that I've played. I would say well, they haven't they I mean, haven't gone for the realistic look in places. It's almost no. too nice in places. If you see what I mean, no. but but some of the effects are, are, are so nice. Some of yeah. the effects are really good. Like the, I, I love the wet clothing thing. I mean, that, that yeah, sounds wrong really coming cool. out of my mouth, but it's uh, <laughs> I just love the rather than coming out somewhere else. People who's <laughs> Doesn't mind spoilers. Uh, we, we, we can't do spoilers, can we? <laughs> but, How uh, long has this game been out? Is it three months yet? Oh, it's, it's been a over while, a year. Then. Over okay. a year. Yeah. Well, we should be so, good then. Yeah. Uh, at the very end, when uh, Nathan is uh, running towards the screen and the uh, the bridge is just falling behind. Yeah, him. yeah. That was bit. probably the. Best. That's not really a spoiler. That happens <laughs> several times throughout the game. So. Yeah, but. <laughs> It's just it, was a really it cool looks season. so good because yeah yeah you see the background where it's like a fiery island yeah yeah and and the bridge is going and everything in the background is still collapsing yeah. as well and the it's absolutely beautiful There's some of the environments and like is one of the I'm quite jaded when it comes to cutscenes and I no sorry set pieces in games because you know I saw that Call of Duty. You know, when you go across the river to uh, to Stalingrad and all that stuff, I saw that years ago, and that was very impressive at the time. But these days, there's kind of cutscene stuff where, you know, but Uncharted made me go whoa sometimes. You know, yeah. actually mm. properly. Like I think in that um, monastery level where there was like four towers and they all had snipers on, and I was shooting at them, and one of them had an RPG guy on, so I shot the RPG guy, and his RPG went off funny, and the whole tower collapsed, which I wasn't expecting at all, and I just went, whoa, because it just looked so cool, and it was all happening in real time, and I know that's a normal thing, and that happens, like, things fall over, big things fall over in... What's but it? Not um, when someone causes it. Yeah. Generally, not in reaction to yeah. something you've done, isn't it? Yeah. Like, well, uh, I mean, the, you the think one that sprung to mind like there was, yeah, or something. Or the start or of Gears of War came to mind there, where there's a cutaway where you can see some a building destroying right at the start of the game, and it looks yeah. very good, but it's completely out of your hands. And it's, yeah, exactly. And uh, the fact that you did that, but and it, and and sometimes that the, the one of the great things about the voice performances in that is they were allowed to improvise and some of the ad-lib lines yeah. are really oh, yeah, yeah. Stuff, some of the yeah. incidental sounds are very good although yeah. it does occasionally suffer from the they've seen us thing <laughs> yeah sometimes but it's not it's quite classic. one less is it no it's close no. <laughs> but um sometimes they they break the fourth wall and and um point out 
things about the gameplay mechanics that are a bit silly, but are quite it's quite knowing, isn't it? Like, oh god, I've been climbing for ages and stuff like that, which is really <laughs> funny. Because that's one thing he climbs a lot, but I noticed it. Whereas, you know, if you play Tomb Raider or something, I don't know, you you, you just you don't even think about the fact that she's getting tired. Do you? Yeah. But Nathan no, Drake, it, yeah, is such in Uncharted, a... oh. <laughs> it's it's properly stupid, isn't it? Because even after you get shot and you're yeah. bleeding out, you're still pretty pretty capable. And yeah, he's like, very capable. Yeah, and it's but, uh, um, it's it's, it's, it's a bit that... jarring, isn't it? At times, where it's just like you're supposed to be dying, or you're supposed to be knackered, and it's like you're still climbing epic faces and not getting yeah. tired or needing a stop. I, I also love but the. I... Uh, the way the character reacts to these situations where he's just like, yeah. why does this always happen to me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All this little thing. But I think the fact that you're noticing that he, you know, he's doing these amazing things and he's just been shot and stuff is something that you probably wouldn't have noticed if the character hadn't been so well realized. Yeah. You know, you believe yeah. in him as a yeah. person, whereas, yeah. you know, other video game characters you just see as your avatar, you know? Yeah. And I well, think the, the unlikely hero because he doesn't want to be a hero, but he, just always one. ends up being yeah. it, yeah. yeah. The, and uh, they mention it in the game when Chloe just says, why do you always have to be the damn hero? Yeah. And it's like, I'm not trying. <laughs> I mean, there's the right quite a few times in the game where you say, whoa, or something, and then Nathan Drake will say the exact thing that you just said to yourself, yeah. which is really spooky sometimes. You know, it's like, oh, God, not another one, you think. And then he says, oh, God, not another one. And it's it's just, uh, it's really like it. When I, like, I love happens, this, the stuff know? in mid-combat, he says, because that's usually really good. Like, yeah. when, when a combat sequence starts and you reload your gun ready and he's just like, okay. And okay. <laughs> or yeah, when, when he, you, gets, he, he gets, shoots someone he gets in the head cover. and goes, all right. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's going to hurt. <laughs> and, uh, but that okay one, yeah, Rob, because you, you get into cover and he's just like, okay. And that's exactly what you're thinking, isn't it? Just before combat, yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, God, well, there's combat. And you, he mimics some of my like, reactions okay. as well. Like there'll be, a, you'll get a ridiculous kill on someone. Like you'll shoot the grenade off him or something. And he blows himself up, and Nathan will just sit there going, <laughs> "Yeah." Did you ever play it on multiplayer, Dan? Not yet. I only, yeah. I only got a chance to. Play I'll be honest. I haven't touched that either. Oh really? It's not something no, I'm that interested in. I know oh, you've told me it's good before. It's, but... it's the best <laughs> console. Uh, Multiplayer on the PlayStation 3, anyway. On the PlayStation, you're going to say, oh, hold on there, you're, you're, you're touching <laughs> okay. heavy ground. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll admit, I'll just say Xbox do do uh, multiplayer a lot better than <laughs> Halo. <laughs> a lot better. But Uncharted 2, they really did go the full length from mm. making multiplayer. That's controversial, brilliant. so you'd go further than Modern Warfare, would you? Uh, yes, definitely. Then again, I, for me, that's not that hard, but it's generally considered the... Uh... On PlayStation 3, Uncharted 2 is the best multiplayer. Wow. Mm. I, I, I mean... That's worth a shot. Because I was always intrigued by kill zones, but found myself not able to get into it. Yeah. Um, because of the interesting, the game rules change mid-level mechanic, which is great, and I'm surprised no one has copied it. But Killzone 2 itself had weird feel, mm. um, which was the only problem with it. And it's No, I, I just find uncharted 2 uh when you play it on multiplayer it's really accessible to everyone like if you're a newcomer you can still kill people but you'll get killed more whereas if you play i don't know halo if you're a newcomer you you have no chance um to a point. I mean, Halo has the skill rating system, so it tries yeah. to match it to people that are, have played the game yes. as much as you do. So 
if, and when you're starting out, you should get matched with noobs yeah. um, as well. So the, the the experience should ramp with you. That's the plan anyway. That's mm-hmm. Microsoft's whole true skill matchmaking yeah. system that is built into Xbox Live. But it doesn't always happen. No, true. In Modern Warfare especially. It's, yeah. Modern Warfare is really bad at doing yeah. that. You'll, you'll get matched with top-tier players when you're just starting. Which is... In Uncharted, you get a good mix because most of the time you'll be playing in teams and you'll have the highest-ranked one with the lowest-ranked one. The only problem I have with Uncharted 2's multiplayer is one of the skins you can use for your uh, avatar is a uh, basically a undead skeleton. Yeah, I've seen those. And when you're playing in multiplayer, you don't notice them. Because they're really, they're hard to see. They're really hard to see, especially when you're in the snow. Are they as irritating as Odd Job from Goldeneye? <laughs> odd Job from Goldeneye was only irritating because in order to hit him, you had to aim down, and aiming yeah, was, was something short. you normally yeah, did. Right <laughs> yeah, that's true. I remember. <laughs> but Does Fat Drake have bigger sit? Bigger hit zones. I don't know. I don't think so. I I, I haven't um, come across a fat Drake. Uh, fat Drake is hilarious. Everyone <laughs> uses the skeleton because it's basically camo. Yeah. Oh, fat nice. Drake is hilarious because in the single player game during the main game, all his speech is pitched down. So he's like, <laughs> so rah, 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 rah. <laughs> it's really <laughs> funny. So the single player. I haven't played the uh, multiplayer yet, but I really enjoyed the single player. There's a few things about the gameplay that weren't. You know, perfect. I mean, like, I mean, the the climbing and stuff mechanics are great. They're not like Prince they're of Persia really good. No, but they're uh, one of the things I really appreciated was like, unlike in Assassin's Creed Two, for example, when you sort of are hanging onto a ledge and you point your stick towards where you want to go, right? Um, in Assassin's Creed Two, you just have to kind of press the button and hope he goes that way. But in Uncharted Two, he kind of points his hand out very obviously towards the ledge that you're aiming yeah. for, which is really helpful. I mean, it's not something you would actually do if you were going to do that ridiculous move, but it's kind of telegraphs exactly what you're doing, which really helps with the control. But um, so I really appreciated that, and the combat is. Uh, it's pretty damn good. I mean, it is, as you say, Gears of War-like. I thought it was a bit odd that in for such a sort of realistic game, it was a bit funny that the enemies come in flavours and you could tell what gun they were carrying with but by what uniform they were wearing. You know what I mean? The light grey well, guy. Well, it makes sense oh, to a point where the shotgun, yeah. shotgun guys are heavily armoured because they're oh, about to run in your face. And... Yeah, that made sense. But sometimes and the it's big like, heavy dudes carry the big heavy weapons because they're big and strong and meaty. But I mean, just the like the rifle guys and the pistol guys and the sort of what what are the guys with the laser sights? They're not snipers, are they? It's like Desert Eagle got, guys. Yeah. Desert Eagle guys. Yeah, they all have very like every Desert Eagle guy has the same helmet, you know. And sometimes I thought that was a bit, but that's fine. But like, I thought that like. Well, it's all a bit ridiculous that he has this enormous army and you, on your own, can take yeah. them all out. Let's be honest, yeah. it's a game. It's still well, fucking it's an ridiculous. Film. Yeah, but that would be fine in Indiana Jones. You're fucking Jones. John McClane. You know? Yeah, you are John McClane. It's, it's, it's great. I mean, that's brilliant. I mean, and they, they the fact that you've been in four different climates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're still okay. No jet yeah. lag. I thought that um, it, it really annoyed me picking up Arno. I mean, I understand that from a realism sort of point of view, but, yeah. I mean, I kept... I kept picking up a different gun 
all the time when I wanted to just pick up the ammo for the gun I already had, and that really annoyed me. I mean, I, I don't know how they could solve that and make it still look good. I, I don't think it would have broken the game if to have it no. so that when you walked over ammo, it just picked it up. I don't think that would have been a big a big problem. I think that would have improved the game, to be honest, because I found that, quite, especially in the middle of a fight, when you're trying to find the weapon you want, uh, or you're just trying to find ammo for the weapon that you have, and you end up picking up a well, shotgun the, or something. Maybe that's the point. You... Maybe the tension of the fights, half of that is the ammo count. I didn't have a yeah. problem with it, because if you ran out of ammo, it was, it, it was a serious oh-fuck moment, and I think that's yeah. what they were going for. And it's uh, because you actually have to spend the effort trying to find something else. No, in I the just, middle of a gunfight. <laughs> I just went gung-ho and just went in and uh, either used the shotgun or punched them. <laughs> Not <laughs> well, the it, would, it wouldn't change the fact that there wasn't very much ammo. It would just mean that when you're... Tra- it depends which gun you chose. I mean, you true. were AKs and M4s for the entire game, weren't you, pretty much? Mostly. The AK is like so inaccurate that like the, the M4, you're very relieved when they start well, you appearing. Had to, you had to shoot with burst instead of... Yeah, I tried that. It, yeah. don't, it doesn't seem to... I mean, it gets more inaccurate the longer shit. you hold it down. But in general, like, if you try with your first shot, like, you can with an AK in real life because it's a rifle and uh, or in Counter-Strike or something, your first shot ought to be on target. Yeah. And on that, it's just like, it starts with quite yeah, a wide true. a wide circle, which compared to, say, the Lancer in Gears of War, it's 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 quite frustrating. But um, well, the Lancer in Gears of War is pretty inaccurate all the I time. Always, yeah. I always just had one pistol and one big gun. And that was my way. Well, that's how it is, isn't it? Pistol yeah. and big gun. That's, that's how pistol the game works, isn't it? Yeah. But, I mean, I, I quite, there's quite a few various weapons and they were quite fun. But, I mean, it's just the spectacular environments you're fighting. I mean, I mean... Oh, the yeah. fact that the mechanics aren't quite as good as Gears of War doesn't really matter when you're on a train going across an icy lake that seems to go on forever and there's like shooting at a helicopter or exactly. A I mean, it was just so epic that some of those yeah. little niggles they really don't matter after yeah. a while. I mean, in terms of gameplay, it's not revolutionary apart from that yeah. active cinematic and all that active well, no, no, cinematic. We said this, really we said this before. Is, the gameplay in Uncharted basically borrows from every good yeah, game, yeah. but, but doesn't great. destroy the mechanics it yeah. steals. And the yeah. reason why it's one of the best games out there at the moment is because of the storyline. Oh, it's and, fantastic! Yeah, yeah. no complaints and at all with the story. The way that it, they make it into a interactive film, more than yeah. I mean, we're talking yeah. a lot about the sequel here, but most yeah. of the same could be said for the. For the, right, for the first, first one, game, yeah, exactly. The first one, it, it's not quite as technically brilliant, but but visually and story-wise, it looks pretty much the pretty same. Pretty much yeah. the same. So that so. was my experience with Uncharted Two. I recommend you play it, and I hope that the industry take on board the active cinematic thing and also the um, performance motion capture yeah. thing. Both um, of those things, I think, should be copied. Uh, on, on that note. Say, just about five minutes warning. <laughs> okay. Wow, that's actually pretty early for a warning uh, for us. Quick. Okay, that's enough talking about games. Well, we did. We do. We yeah. do have some news that we want to mention, like regarding okay, Uncharted, which is fairly appropriate. Uh, later uh, this year, oh, October twelfth, there will be Uncharted Two Game of the Year edition. Oh, so yeah. for anyone who is interested in the multiplayer, it basically comes with all the multiplayer add-ons. Yeah. Cool. And. Also, there's lots of uh, uh, there's a 
motion comic that goes with it, which you normally have to get on PSN. And also okay. lots of avatar packs for uh, PlayStation. So if you're going to buy that game and you haven't already, hold out for that. It's not long. Is it, is it being released on PS3? Cl- is the Game of the Year edition on PS3 Classics? Because I know it's coming to that. Or... Uh, not sure. Because it, it might come with a reduced price tag as well. No, I think it's the same price. Ah, bugger. Right. It'll be the same price as when it first came out. Ah. So it won't be on Platinum. But if you're interested in the multiplayer, get that one. If yeah. you're not, get the, get the normal edition. And I recommend the multiplayer because it is... Absolutely fantastic, especially the player levels. Salad cast approved. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, we're getting towards the end then, aren't we? Thanks very much for coming on, Ned. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been, it's been great to fun. have your input on uh, the PlayStation Move and uh, Uncharted and many other things. Gran Turismo. Yes. It's good Thank to have a PlayStation have. gamer. None of us are particularly. Well, I know I'm, I'm more Xbox than I am PlayStation. I have no 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 qualms of revealing that um, <laughs> intimate secret. Oh yeah, um, but it's... how are my friends with you again? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh fuck off! Oh, <laughs> no. Well, you're very welcome to come on any time. I'm sure we value you. your input. On the off chance that you're somewhere um, where you can be recorded at a time we're doing yes. this. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, and I'd like to share my views on various games, not just first-person shooters. I'm sure you'll get the job. <laughs> I have uh, some comedy news from the world of Magic the Gathering. Oh, oh that's yay. always relevant. Yay. <laughs> They've changed the rules. Mana Burn no longer exists. Oh, What? Yeah. Then again, when did you ever get mad at them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so at first, my, my reaction was, what? And then it was, oh, yeah, it's pointless. But, um, <laughs> but it, it means that Barlow will no longer be able to mana burn himself to death before you kill him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a plus. No more cheap plus. suicide tactics. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's various other rule changes. Uh, like, they've changed the whole name of, you know, putting things into play and all that. They've changed play to the battlefield. So you now put things onto the battlefield and remove them from the battlefield rather than leaves play and stuff Which like that. Which is a bit more obvious. That's okay. And also, removed from the game is now changed to exiled. So you can't go into exile. And they <laughs> well, can again, be... that makes more sense as well. Yeah. So they've made a lot of quite cool changes. So yeah, little info from Magic. You can no longer mana burn. Oh, who cares? Was there any ingenious? Was there any ingenious deck builds that someone had made where it was like you force your enemy to mana burn? Yeah, like yeah. Taking so over someone... something, <laughs> taking over control of their shit or something, and so tapping all their lands. Some slight, <laughs> some slight things are broken by this, which is kind of cool because people have to rethink their decks. So, like, I don't know. That's the only way to keep the game fresh, I suppose. For something that's <laughs> as long running as Magic, it's exactly. Well, can you imagine the amount of cards they'll have to reprint to get that battlefield thing? The amount of number of cards that say into play. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like all of them. Yeah. Well, this much. is the only reason Magic has lived longer than, say, Pokemon trading cards, isn't it? It's because they keep it fresh. Yeah, it's true. So, <laughs> because Pokemon is like, you know. Limited bad. number of cards, I guess. <laughs> oh, that too. There's only 150 so Pokemon. Oh, what can we do Wait, next? I know, let's have. Well, let's make another Pokemon let's game. Let's have two Charizards. It's... Well, they did that, though, didn't they? Yeah, they, they, they had one shiny one and one normal one. Oh, and I meant two Charizards in one card. Oh, right. It's like, let's have a Pokemon <laughs> team in a card. 
Well, like Smash Brothers yeah, Brawl. He's the trainer. He's got. He's yeah, got yeah. like. How did that work? You had like three different Pokemon that you could switch between. Is that right in Brawl? Yeah. And the trainer just sort of stands behind them. Sixty seconds. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for joining us, guys, on another Salacast, and um, I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, next week we'll probably have more Civ Five discussion. Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Try and play some uh, Heli Reach uh, multiplayer, and um, uh, we'll get back to you with another exciting edition of the Salacast. Exciting. Indeed. We have a whole 30 Together. seconds of roll there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, we've mm-hmm. tried to finish on time, and now it's like... I mean, you know we're not going to cut this, I because we just never edit. No, this bit will be there, so you'll be able to hear this. <laughs> and then suddenly it will just cut out with a random sound, like, ah! Uh! <laughs> like a fool! Like a fool! Ah, uh, turn out! Turn out! <laughs> Right, thanks for that. One second.